too. It's a new day. Yes, it is. Who wants to have some fun? I'm all about having fun. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Oh, boy, is this great. Hey, guys. Oh, big golf, huh? All right. I'm going to have fun, and you're going to have fun. We're all going to have so much fun when we need plastic surgery to remove our expiles. I would like to extend to you an invitation to the pants party. Please have a party. Feed us drinks. Get us laid. Wait a minute. There's no birthday party for you here. Hey, bro, you mind putting on some pants and find a little weird I have to dance twice? Do you want to know what makes Daddy Magic's nipples hard? Are those sad tissues or happy tissues? like I picked the wrong week to quit amphetamine. Are you sure this is legal? I don't know. It's fun though, isn't it? What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? No sports, no rock, no information. For mindless chatter, we're your station. Cowboy. The Mike Rutherford Show. Yeah, Mo, that team sure did suck last night. They just played sucked. I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. Well, I'm packing up my game and I'ma head out west Where real women come equipped with scripts And find a nest in the hills Chill like Flint Buy an old drop top Find a spot to pit Then I'm a I mean, imagine, kid Rocking up and down Imagine walking into a surprise party That's the first thing you hear I laugh every single time Every single time I just picture Grandma saying rock that D up and down the coast. Welcome everybody, it is Thursday, March 23rd. This is the Mike Rutherford Show, coming to you as always from the University of Louisville College of Business Studios. Visit business.louisville.edu to see how the UofL College of Business can hook you up with an MBA in as little as a year. You can also feel like you're being paid to get that MBA while it's happening. UofL College of Business, business.louisville.edu. We're on the air today from 3 until 6 here on 1450 AM, 961 FM. Streaming all over the United States, you know it's better as the Big X. Mike Rutherford here with Trevor Kelsey. Three straight days in Eagles gear. He's looking good. I think it's the same hoodie. You it is. I, I just grabbed the same hoodie when I was around. It's fine. The There's nothing wrong with it. Which that. I kind of regret because it's not like it's not cold enough to be hoodie weather right now. It's right in between. Yeah, and I, I mean to the point where I just opened the window in here because I was just like, it's. It's supposed to be 75 yeah. today, which is outrageous considering how cold it's been the last couple of days. I, I needed a t-shirt today. I'm too yeah. big a guy. This this this, this weather's. Human enough and warm enough for me to be a t-shirt. Need some in-between stuff, like like this little like at leisure, like little like long like, sleeves. What's well, a thin but, long sleeve? I got thin, some thin long yeah. sleeves. You can make that happen. I st- I still rock the uh, long sleeve shirt uh, underneath the, the short sleeve shirt look. Ooh. I <laughs> I gave that up about ten years ago. I, dude, come on, you, you think I'm giving up anything? I rock long I sleeve shirts under short sleeve shirts under long sleeve shirts. Well, I mean, I just no, well, no, just two shirts. But well, because sometimes you know the short sleeve shirts kind of what you want to want to. Show off, but it's not. It, you need longer sleeves. Hey, look, that was my look for a long time. Mary used to give me <laughs> crap about it all the time. I was like, "This is what you're marrying." Actually, I think it was before we got married. But I mean, there's worse looks that there's worse, worse trends to be still hanging on to. I guess so. Yeah, she she did not like it. I held. I think when I went to the national championship game, I wore because I'd worn like the same thing at the beginning of the tournament run when it was cold, and I I, I wore the exact same thing every single game. Big East tournament through the NCAA okay. tournament. I, mean, I did it the year before too when we went to New Orleans, and like I, so, every picture of me is like wearing this Louisville shirt, which I've since retired. I'm never gonna wear it again. Is it framed in like the basement? I we had a retirement ceremony. I put it in drawer four in my my dresser. <laughs> we had a drawer four retirement ceremony back in my old house, 
And uh, I'm putting away the, the, the stone and the end of gallons of gallons. Pretty much. So like, We've moved houses. We it's, must get this to the Novacal. <laughs> it's moved to a new dresser. I put it in the exact same spot. It's the bottom left of drawer four every single time. I'm never going to change it. It's retired forever, but it was, I did wear it over like a long sleeve shirt that whole weekend. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's still better than like the multiple uh, uh, golf shirts with the, the, the collars all popped. Yeah, but. I, I don't. I didn't know anybody that ever actually did that. I always saw. I didn't either. People, I just saw I the pictures. I, yeah, yeah. I never it was really like Bigfoot. Knew. I never knew anybody never, that actually did that. It's, it's like the Loch Ness monster. It's like you, we've heard rumors. People claim to see them. We've seen pictures. Could they be doctored? We don't know. Did you ever get your ear pierced? No, never done ear piercing. I kind of could see you as a, a guy who, like, back in the day, had <sighs> their ear pierced I got, for like I, a brief period. No, I just I'm not big in. I'm not really big in the piercing, especially nose. Like nose piercings, like is like the one of the very, 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 very few turnoffs of a woman for me. Like I just, yeah, the the piercings I'm not good. I hate nose piercings, but I love the belly piercing. We, I'm weird like that. That is interesting. This is odd, isn't it? Very, very odd. What about you? Earring? No, I've never been. I mean, what about me makes you think I wore a lot of jewelry to begin with? I, I feel like just when you were like. Not jewelry, but ear pierce I could see like back in the day, like when you were like 13, 14, 15, 16. I mean, the closest I came was with getting the uh, the, like the herringbone necklace was when they were popular, and I wore like like one or two times, and everybody hilarious to, to yeah. visualize you wearing. I that. mean, it was me just trying to be be cool, you know, like being here, like oh, that's what's trending. I'm gonna go get that. Uh, I, I've never worn, I've never been done rings. Uh, I tried wearing a watch like in middle school, and it like I just I'm not a watch guy. So. I'm not either. Which I wear the Fitbit now, but that's... Yeah, but that's, yeah, you kind of have to, yeah. An actual watch always felt I just, so weird. Yeah, I'm kind of like, yeah, I'm like Paul Rudd. You're like, I can do away my, my watch when I got here. <laughs> my phone keeps time. My phone keeps time. <laughs> so, jewelry's never just been my, uh, been my bag. Baby. We've got lots to get to today. We've got hoops are back. Sweet 16 returns tonight. Mm. Uh, Louisville area is gearing up for tomorrow night's game. I know businesses downtown are excited about what they're hoping is an influx of business from these fans coming in for these uh, three games that are going to happen, two tomorrow night and then one on Sunday. Uh, we'll talk about tonight's games a little bit later. We also we're going to discuss Louisville in the Sweet 16 tomorrow night, late night against Ole Miss. It's become a trendy upset pick. Everywhere I go to see people picking this game, uh, I saw the Clarion Ledger, which is the, the newspaper of note down there in Mississippi. Like their beat writer for Ole Miss picked Louisville to get upset. And I was kind of like, you know, that's one thing. Whatever. It, it's a beat writer. They're playing to their crowd. But then everywhere I go, like the Athletic, the same thing. ESPN's main women's college basketball writer, same thing. Good. Uh, we're on upset alert like this. And, you know, Jeff Wallace loves it. So we'll talk more about that. Uh, also, we've got more loose city season tickets to give away. Here's, here's how this is going to work. We mentioned yesterday, if you missed the show, we had a big contest for a, a set of loose city season tickets. And we broke the news that we're going to be we're going to be doing this for a couple of weeks now. We've got a, a ton of loose city tickets. We've got a ton of racing Louisville tickets. We've got a ton of gear for both teams. We're going to have a bunch of giveaways in the weeks ahead. But because loose city starts their season at home, uh, this weekend, the first home game is, is this weekend. We wanted to give away some of those packages first. So today we're going to give away another set, another set of Loose City season tickets. Tomorrow, we're going to give away a pair of individual tickets for Saturday's match at home. And then we're also going to tell you how you can win racing Louisville tickets, season, season tickets. Again, $300 value, not just one game, on Monday. So that's what we're going to do. So keep it locked right here. I think second hour we'll do the, the Loose City giveaway for today. And then we'll hit you up with some details about what's going to happen these next couple of days. It's all the soccer talk yesterday with all the great texts and the, and the, the t- giving away the season tickets yesterday to the, the single guy who's in search for love. Shout out single dude. The single dude. Our, our, winning, our winner's name list is just one, one to, to be only just astonishing. Uh, but I, so I, I kind of got in the spirit and 
I finally watched the first two seasons of Ted Lasso last night. You watched all of the first two seasons? No, no, first two episodes. I'm sorry. Oh, God. For a second there, I was like, man. You're talking about season tickets. It had the word season in my head. Okay. No, no. The first, the the new, the season three, the first two new episodes of season three. Gotcha. Okay. And I guess I know what you were talking about when you were referring to what could what? be a spoiler. This actor's mad about it, same as we are. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I saw that. That's the only thing I know. It, I, it took me a minute to realize, because I kept watching thinking, what is it? I, was waiting, I don't know if I was waiting for somebody to leave or, or die. or And then, then it finally came about, and I'm like, that's what he must be talking about, which yeah, I get it. Yeah, That's all I know. I've not seen, I've not watched any of the episodes At the yet. break, we'll, 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 I'll confirm it with okay, you. Okay, we'll talk about that. But the first two were pretty decent. I'm, I'm, in, Good. I'm excited for a... But, and I didn't watch any any action movies last night, though. I did watch Shallow Hal again. Okay. So two episodes of Ted Lasso and Shallow Hal. That was your yeah. that was your Wednesday night. Which, by the way, as I was thinking as I was watching it, that's an underrated power, don't you think? Like, the, the, the ability that Hal had to see, like... The true beauty of people? The, yeah, well, I mean... In most, I've never seen Shallow Hal. Seriously? Really? Spoiler alert, no. The shock that you're shocked is is shocking, honestly. Oh, I think I have your movie, first movie to watch. I'm not going to watch Shallow you got to watch Shallow How. It's the best Jack Black movie out there. No disrespect to the School of Rock. I like School of Rock. I'm it's not, a I'm funny not movie. Shallow How's great. Okay. I'm not, I'm not watching. What is your... What, why, you, I mean, I know you got basketball next four days, so I'll excuse you that. But, like, come next week... Trevor, I have no interest in watching Shallow How. Why? A, like, not well-received comedy from 20 years ago. I've, it's not on my list. Who didn't receive it well? I mean... Uh, like, I don't, I don't, I don't care oh, to watch Shallow Hell. Oh, no, I'm the movie's hilarious. You're, you're missing out, man. The, but to have the ability to, like, see everyone looking beautiful, that's an impressive talent, I think. That's a superpower very underrated amongst the DC universe. There you go. Sure. I can't believe you've never seen Shallow Hell. No. I can't believe that you can't believe that I've never seen Shallow Hell. I can't believe you have no desire to even try to give it a shot. I don't. I, I, there, there are much. You'll watch, you'll watch that Hot Rod movie. Hot Rod's great. Okay, yes, but you won't want, you won't even give Shallow Hell a shot? No. I don't think we can be friends anymore. That's fine. I don't, I don't want to watch Shallow Hal. I, I was kind of hoping you wouldn't accept it that quickly, but okay. I'm, I'm fine with moving on from <laughs> Shallow Hal. Anything else happened on your Wednesday night? It was AEW night, too. It was. AEW was a good night as well. It was, uh, uh, we had, uh, what was, oh, the main event was uh, Vinkingo versus uh, Omega, which was supposed to happen in uh, AAA down in Mexico about a year ago, but because of Omega injuries. I'd heard of Vinkingo, but I've never actually seen him wrestle put on one hell of a show last night. Good, good. It's, a, it's one of those matches that, even as a non-wrestling fan, even like yourself, like, if I was to say, here, I'm going to let you watch this match, like, in a vacuum. You don't have to know the storylines. You don't have to know, you know, the psychology amongst it, anything around it. Just watch this match. You'd walk away going, that was freaking awesome. I mean, some of the high-flying stuff he's he's he does is just blows your mind. So watch this match and then watch Shallow Al. He, he, he did a springboard 640 on to the outside on, onto a table. Incredible. It was just, I mean, <laughs> don't mind, I'll tell you. I'm not. I'm saying it's incredible. I don't really know what that I don't, is. I don't, I don't it know sounds if amazing. I don't even know if I'd rather you watch this this 25-minute match <laughs> or Shall Hal. I'm really did, like torn in which one I want to make you watch. It sounds like it was great. It was. It was, it was a fun show all in all. And then and, uh, they they pushed the whole John Moxley's going heel, if you didn't know it by now, in the Blackpool Combat Club. He loves and to bleed. I know that. He does. Moxley. He does love to bleed. Loves yeah. to bleed. One of my favorite groups, heel or or face, whether whatever they are, they're still a favorite group of mine. But I say also loving, I just re- remember also loving to believe my son. I've got his blood on my shirt. I just now remember that I'm still wearing the shirt. Why? He got up at six this morning. I don't know why. He went to bed normal hours. Should have slept in. And then I'm sitting there with him, 
Mary stayed in bed. She's like, I'll get up in an hour and take care of it, and then you can try to get a little bit more rest. And he's just like, didn't trip on anything, didn't stump, wasn't moving, was just standing there and just fell face first into the table, just drilled uh, his face. Been there. <laughs> I mean, bled everywhere. It, it was from the nose or from the lip? Busted, lip? busted his lip oh, open. But he was crying. He was crying. He was sad. He was yeah. that woke Mary up. Uh, but well, he was surprisingly wake Virginia up too. He was fine. He he ended up being fine. But yeah, I've got his. I just realized I didn't change shirts from that from that this morning. So we had that going on. Speaking of crying, that was what I have on this shirt. Speaking of crying, <laughs> we had our our second go with soccer last night. And if you listened to the show last week, you know soccer soccer didn't go great. The first for the debut, Virginia soccer debut didn't go great. Now she's only three years old. We've got time to fix this. Yeah, you play fast and loose with the term soccer with this. this it's league. soccer shots. <laughs> yeah. I mean, every parent listening knows what I'm talking about. Okay. I think every kid in Louisville has done soccer shots. So you know it's it's like a little. They do 30 minutes of like little drills for three and four year olds, and then at the end they play like a mini game. So I was there the whole time last week, but this week it starts at 5:30, so I had to miss. Like most of it, and, and Mary, I think we, I said it on the show. Mary's texting me. She's like, she's doing a lot better. She's listening. She's participating. Good. She's doing great. Like she did it. She was good at the beginning last week, and then as time went on, I think she just got tired and didn't. Like most three year olds, yeah, probably. didn't really understand what was going on. So I get there at like six. It, it's it's a pretty quick shot from here to the park, and like she's doing fine. But the first thing that I see, they're dividing the teams up to play the little game at the end, and. First, like it's taken a while, so she just changes teams. She just goes her <laughs> on her own, or yes. <laughs> At the first thing that I see, she's on one side, her cousin Audrey's on the other side. She's tired of waiting. She wants to go play with Audrey, so she just walks over to the other. Nobody else notices this. I'm like, <laughs> Mary's like, Mary's looks over. She's John's running around doing his John thing, and Mary's like, did she change teams? I'm like, yeah, yeah. So that's the first the thing that I see. Are bad in college basketball. Yeah, she's <laughs> she's so she's like trying to play like you know, ring around the rosy with Audrey and not paying any attention whatsoever. So then the game starts, and we've like last week she was paying no attention to what the coaches were saying, so she didn't understand any of the rules. I don't think she still understood the rules. So she's she wants to kick the ball. All these other kids, it's it's like eighteen kids. If you've ever seen like a little kid soccer game, it's just eighteen kids following the ball, like just a, a huge group swarm of kids. And so she can't get to the ball. All the other kids are just running around having a good time, like this is fun. She's just starts sobbing because she can't. She comes. She's like, I don't get a turn. And I'm like, well, I don't know how to explain this to you. It's soccer. You're all trying to get the ball. Every time like, a goal is scored or it stops, she just runs over and just, like grabs the ball and puts it down and kicks it. And that makes her somewhat happy. But then all the other kids, the, the scene. Sounds like she's got goalie in her. She did at one point just throw herself down in front of the net. And I'm like, good, just, just stay I mean, there. It sounds like goalie. You'll man. finally contribute a little bit to this. But she, like, as, as frustrated as I am, like somebody who grew up just loving playing sports and like seeing her like not really get it at first and kind of being the only one too who's just not really getting it it was somewhat hilarious I did have to stop myself from laughing to see again 18 kids just running around this ball 17 of them looking very happy just to be out there running one of them just shrieking just 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 sobbing because she can't get to the ball I mean it's, it's just it's very Virginia she's very much her mom and like she's kind of a perfectionist, even as like a little, like when she was one, she started playing with toys, she would set them up like so perfectly on this table. And when a little, like one, like slightly would fall over or tilt the wrong way, just kind of loses it. Like just, just kind of freaks out for a split second. And that's, that's very much Mary. Mary's great at everything. Pretty much. She's not great with adversity. Like if we have a set plan and something goes slightly off the plan, she's going to have a little bit of a meltdown and it's going this, that's where I swoop in. And that's where stable Mike comes in and it's just like, we're okay. We're going to move on. 
And Virginia. I know people who are just like me. <laughs> I know some. Just and like Virginia that. has definitely inherited that trait. She she just she can't handle it a little bit when when things don't go exactly. Which is why we were walking off, and I was seeing the the tennis courts and people were playing. I'm like, this may be your game. You don't have to rely on other people. You're always going to get a chance to hit the ball. No doubles, though, I guess. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's going to be a singles player. But she needs something where she's, like, in charge or maybe she's— Maybe she try bowling. Bowling could work. We'll see. Um, the sad thing is, like, she's pretty coordinated. Like, she, when we got home, we were playing out in the backyard. She kicks the ball well. She catches and throws well. So I just don't know if she's going to have the temperament. To, to, to ever play sports so we're working like afterwards she comes over and like she's she's still kind of crying and she to her credit she didn't just like stop playing this time she kept running she just cried the entire time during the game but she came over and mary yeah. picked her up and she's like you know the coaches are like it's like 25 percent of them are kind of you know they don't, they're not really getting it and we're like well we'll work with her we'll try to maybe show her some soccer videos of what's going on but she's she's not exactly flourishing so far she's not a young uh megan rapino just yet Maybe you two can watch Ted Lasso season three together. I don't know if she'll sit through Ted Lasso. I don't know if maybe you want to have her watch Ted Lasso either. <laughs> she has moved on finally from it. it. It's crazy to me, and I guess we all were like this as kids, and I've just kind of forgotten about it. Like, for two, three, four months, she'll have one thing that she's just fixated on, like a show or a specific toy or, like, a, a game that she plays, and, like, it's her whole identity. And since Halloween, up until, like, a, like three weeks ago, it had been Nightmare Before Christmas, yes. which, like, you know, she was all Jack and Sally. She woke up every morning. She wanted to be Sally. She would make me be Jack. She was, like, Penny, our dog, was Zero, the dog from the movie. Like, everything was, we listened to the songs on the way to school. And then just snap of a finger, she's done with it. Like, yeah, no interest whatsoever. That's kids in general. I know. It, 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 <laughs> which, you, you kind of forget, like, how quickly. I mean, like, you and I, like, imagine, like, I just woke up tomorrow and I'm like, I don't care at all about college basketball. I don't like Louisville sports. Like that, it'd be the same thing. Like, man, even my even my lack of love for the NBA was deteriorated over years. But you still like you know you'll 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 I'll, pay attention from a periphery. I still, and, I'll still look at the standings every now right, and then. I'll look at who's doing you'll, what. You'll, yeah. You know who wins the championship when it happens yeah. and all that stuff. Like, imagine you just go complete cold turkey, like just done with it. And you, you and not only that, look at me. I, of all my vices, I've never done anything cold turkey except like, for eat cold turkey. Not only do you just give up on your sport, but something else is everything. Like. Like in the middle of the NCAA tournament, I'm I'm done. I don't care about March Madness. I don't care about college basketball. But I'm really into cricket. I'm watching. I'm staying up till 3 a.m. I'm watching Indian cricket matches. I'm all about the, the the cricket World Cup. Like I'm just super invested in it. Like that's what she does. Like now she's all about Tangled and Rapunzel. She sings a song from Tangled. She wants to watch the movie. She's got a Rapunzel jacket that she's obsessed with. Uh, I mean, it's, this is the this is the third or third or fourth one since I've known you. She's because before this was Mickey Mouse, wasn't it? Well, she still is very into Mickey and Minnie. And what was the one before Mickey and Minnie? There was the uh, ah, there, what, what was the obsession she had? I think I got her. Didn't I get her toy? Or Peppa something? Pig. Peppa Pig. Yeah, yeah. Those are, like those haven't been like completely erased. No, like she's still kind of like she doesn't. She never really got into Peppa the show. She just really likes the toys, okay. like the storylines, and she likes Mickey and Minnie and. She still is very into Mickey and Minnie, but as far as like, I guess you know, Mickey and Minnie do kind of go over time. I right. Mean, I mean, Mickey and Minnie, you've got different avenues. You've got like the Disney World element. You've got like, they, there's like 75 different shows with Mickey and Minnie. Like, Nightmare Before Christmas is a very specific thing. Like, it's a movie, and you know, she wanted to watch videos of people dressing up like Jack and Sally and singing the songs, people playing with Nightmare Before Christmas toys. And now she's kind of that way with, with Tangled a little bit, which is, I don't know what I think good. Is. It's a movie about Rapunzel, basically. It's okay. Like, it's like the is new. Is it newer? Mandy, yeah, Mandy Moore sings the song. She plays Rapunzel. And okay. I think one of our babysitters. One of our babysitters really likes Rapunzel, and she always talks about how Virginia's got long, beautiful hair like that. And I think that kind of 
I think she likes it because of that. I noticed the Rapunzels are used more in commercials now. Maybe that's what it is. I mean, I've seen them. They're targeting the kids. <laughs> but she's, I don't know if she's. I always thought that was weird. Like, he's going to climb her hair. That had to hurt. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a fairy tale. It's, <laughs> it's not real. <laughs> it's not? It's not real. That's based on a true story in Sweden. <laughs> so, she's, I don't know if she's long for sports, but she's definitely, I think, drama's probably going to be more her thing. Like, she wakes up every morning and, like, puts on a, a fake show for nobody. Like, she's like, hey, it's me, Virginia, and today I'm going to be Rapunzel, and here's my hand. She, like, that's, I think that's going to be her world. Hopefully she's more open-minded than Papa when it comes to watching great comedies. I don't know if she'll watch Shallow High. <laughs> I'll, you know, in 10 years. How I do you, bet, how I do bet you feel about this movie made in Dollars to donuts, though, when she gets old enough, she'll, she'll look at you and go, how did Dad not like The Professional? How? Why did he not want to watch Shallow How? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe not. He never finished Only Murders? <laughs> he had one episode left. Dad, I've watched all four seasons. Paul Rudd was in the three, third season. What is he doing? He tapped out at the wrong time. Then, then, then she's just going to really get mad at you and you spoil uh, Breaking Bad for her before you watch it. Now he's dead. <laughs> Couldn't be more dead. I still like the, I still, the, 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 the I know. I think I've brought up the, the American Dad version of watching that is the best part. From backwards. Backwards, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You've got a drug dealing teacher who. Beats cancer and become a drug dealer. Beats cancer and becomes a high school teacher. It's a better story. It is a better story. It's a more. It's a more uplifting story for sure. Although he's dead right at the very beginning, though. I, I guess maybe he survives all the bullet shot, bullet holes. <laughs> that's that. That's how it works. I didn't even know how he. I thought maybe it was the cancer. A lot of bullet holes. Oh, Jesus! Shot up big time. Actually, just one shot, but it killed him. He's dead. Just letting you know. Just trying to make your life better, and you just just constantly just fight me at it. Uh, Thornton's it's text like line, I have kids. Thornton's text line today is 502-414-1450. Hit us up there with any thoughts, questions, comments, concerns that you have. Uh, also, Thornton's giving you a 32-ounce drink or smaller for just 89 cents. That's still happening. If you want a big old drink for just under a buck, Thornton's is the place to go for that. Stop at any one of the 75,699 area Thornton's locations. Get some gas. Use that refreshing rewards card. And then get yourself a 32-ounce drink for just 89 cents. And then text us at 502-414-1450. I'm going to stop at Thornton's after here and get some gas in one of those. I guess, I guess the, 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 the other places have the word Big Gulp trademarked. Is that why they I got, think that's, yeah. We, they've got the Thornton's Big is, Thornton's is Polar Pop, right? 99%. Yeah, because they've got that great that great ice. Polar little Pop. Square, little squared ice. Polar Pop. That squared ice in the, th- in the foam cup. It keeps it cold for hours and hours. It's awesome. You're damn right. You're damn right I'm right. Actually, I think Circle K is polar pop. Well, damn right I'm wrong. But it's the third. It's the Thornton 32 ounce drink. That's but they, Thornton's do. does have the ice though. They do. It's delicious. They do have that crushed ice, like the square crushed ice. It's awesome. Thornton's has everything you could possibly want. Yeah, they Food. have a restaurant in there. They got restaurants. They got little slushies. They got everything. They have lottery tickets to where when you miss your day in the lottery club and you get ridiculed about it on the text line when you wake up on Thursday. Sounds like a personal. You thing. go in there and get a lottery ticket. I haven't listened to. <laughs> I haven't listened to KRC this week since I haven't done the thing where it's like, oh, I'm schadenfreude. I'm listening to them talk about being out of the tournament and it makes me happy. I don't know if you have. I don't know how. I haven't had a chance to. I no. saw TJ going through it on Twitter with the retweeting all the bad calls and stuff. Well, TJ, but yeah, I, I, TJ's I always been anti-official anyway. I don't know how they're, I wonder how they're handling it. We've had Scoots text in a couple of times today, but we have not heard from, from TJ. I, I mean, I'm a little more, I'm, yeah, I'm also concerned on where, where Scoots' mind is at too. I mean, it's not like his users made it much farther. That's true. We never and, got scoots on the show. And let's be honest, I mean, whether you think, I mean, I think in 
in the grand scheme of it, IU was thought to be probably, obviously, by seeding at least, going farther than Kentucky anyway. They felt like more of a realistic Final Four pick than UK, yeah. I think, for most people. They were one of mine. Who else did you have in the Final Four? You well, had for Ar- the record, I have two left. You have three, don't you? I've got three left. I've got Kansas State, and I've got Arkansas left. So my, my Final Four is on the line tonight. Yeah. You which, had Arizona. Which, which I want to get home and watch that K-State-Michigan State game. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm hitching the wagon to K-State right now. I'm rooting it's for all them. for Elmer. I'm John. rooting for them. I like Jerome Tang a lot. I, I like. Too. I mean, Marquise Noel. Name a, a player in the tournament who's more fun to watch it, than him. It's, yeah, he's super fun, entertaining, fun. Keontae Johnson, fantastic story. Almost dies on the court, um, right at the start of the pen, it's December of 2020. It's Kansas State. They, I mean, it's a, t- it's, it's a team that at best has been, a, has been a bridesmaid, never close to a bride. I mean, they've had you know. A they'd couple. be like they, they'd kind of fit that topic that we talk about of th- that title of. Bizarro national champion. Out, oh yeah, out of the box, unorthodox, new national champion. Now, now they're better than UConn team, so we would look back and say they're bizarre, but not bad. But yeah, for sure. Yeah. But, but still, like the, I'm talking about, the, like the program, the name attached. Oh to it yeah, yeah. Would just it would stand out if you're looking at the last like 15 national champions. Now we've got 16 teams left. 12 of them would be first time national champions. So. The, the one region where you're going, basically, we need, if we want to have an all final four of teams that have never won this thing before, you need Gonzaga to win the West because three of the four teams that have won it all before are in the West region with yeah. Arkansas, UConn, and UCLA. Would you care to venture a guess? In Arkansas, UCLA are both 90s, but yeah. Right, but they still, I know, they the still won. I know. Would you care to venture a guess? This is the last time that we had a final four where none of the semifinalists had won a national title before. Um,. The, the year after the Louisville Final Four, the 2006 one? No. That was like George Mason, Texas, and I can't remember who else was in that one. LSU, I think, was in that one, wasn't it? Florida. What about Florida, yeah. Florida won it all. But Florida, that was their Florida's first national title, though. Mm-hmm. So they had not won one yet. Right, but they won it that year is what I'm saying. Oh, well, somebody was condemned to win it that year, of course. All, uh, who is it then? 1990. The last time we had a Final Four. Well, that would have been, hold on, don't tell me. That was... Um, that was oh that was UNLV Duke, uh, Georgia Tech and Arkansas. Correct. So three yeah. of the four wound up winning national titles. UNLV that year, but at the time none of them had won a national championship. Well, doesn't doesn't that doesn't my 06 fall into the same category then? No, 06 had somebody that had won a national title before. 06 had Georgetown. Oh, did it? I thought it was George Mason that year. No. Oh, okay. Then, then I, that's my, that's where I messed up. Okay. Because you were like, Florida won it that year. <laughs> you said Florida was in it, and I said, yeah, Florida ended up winning it that year. I wasn't yeah. saying that they won the Florida. Well, no, no, Georgetown was 2007, but UCLA was in the Final Four in 06. UCLA oh, okay. was in it in okay. 06, 07, 08. Okay, you're right. My bad. I was, say, I was thinking the year after the Louisville one was the real bad one with Mason that no one like wanted to go see. Well, it was. Okay, yeah. But it still had UCLA in it. You, right. Florida beat UCLA for the national title. Oh, yeah. I, I should have remembered that. I should have remembered. Our, our, one of our favorite listeners say won our bracket pool at P.F. Chang's that year. And won like $1,300 so he could buy himself a new big screen TV. And I, just, I remember him doing the running man for like an hour. It was a game. terrible Final Four. Also, it was boring, yeah. One of the very few. Fi- Indianapolis. I think the only Final Four in the last 20 years that has not had a one seat in it. That was, I was, a couple buddies of mine bought tickets to that uh, early on because it was Indianapolis because of the way in St. Louis when Louisville lost, we found out we could resell our tickets to, the, you know, and to other fan bases and make, and make our money back. And they were like, oh, well, let's just buy tickets in Indianapolis and make a killing. And then it was like the worst final. No one wanted to buy tickets at all. Yeah. 
It was they end up losing money on that, I think, if I remember right. And that Florida team, I know they were great the next year, but like that Florida team still felt like kind of a weird national champion. They would kind of feel like Kansas State would this year, I think. That ninety one was uh that was a good final four. That was uh, the the Lethal Weapon three with Georgia Tech. Uh the Arkansas team would be the first team actually to have three players taken in the first round off its roster. Uh that would good be- final four, all the games sucked. I thought the the, the Georgia Tech U V game I thought was a good game, if I remember right. I mean, UNLV won by nine. Duke yeah. won by 14, and then UNLV won by 30. Well, no, UNLV Duke. Yeah, that yeah. was bad. But if you remember right, UNLV winning by nine, that was as close as anybody was coming to them in that tournament. That's Even nice. though Ball State only lost to them by, two, I think, four. Two. Two? Okay. Yeah, they played that slowdown offense on them. Yeah, UNLV won by 30, yeah. 11, 2, 30, <laughs> 9, and then 30. They won three diff- three half of their games in the tournament. They won by 30 points exactly. They set the record at the time for most points in the tournament. Well, yeah. I mean, even when they were winning Might by— Might still be the record. I mean, they, they scored 131 in that Loyal Marymount well, game. Well, I mean, which Loyal is, Marymount, yeah. That, that'll help you out with the record. But they broke 100 in three of their six games and then scored 97 in one of the other ones. That's pretty outrageous. Georgia Tech team shouldn't even been there, by the way. Real quickly, before we, we go to break, you know how I feel about Joe Lenardi, right? Saw that tweet, yeah. But yes, yeah, I know exactly. So I, I'm not. A you're not. You're not a fan. To say I'm the not least. a Lenardi guy. You like Shallow Hal more than you like Joe Lenardi, maybe. That's well. I don't know. I've never seen Shallow Hal, but I've seen enough of Lenardi, more than enough to know how I feel about him. He just, my, he's overexposed. Is my problem with Lenardi. He he does a like. I think it was great when he was doing bracketology back 30 years ago because nobody else was doing this. He was a nice resource. Everybody does it now. Everybody has the same tools to do what he does now. And the ESPN kind of acting like he's the end all be all is ridiculous when he never ranks in the top 50% of bracketologists. But last night, I guess this was during one of the NIT games, and and I'm assuming the graphic is real that's been put out there. People have told me they saw it, they said it's real. But he did a, he's actually gone ahead and done a way too early 2024 bracket, which is a ridiculous exercise in like any situation. But right now in the current state of college basketball, when all these teams are completely restructuring their rosters, and we still don't even know who's going to go from which teams, who's, who they're going to pick up. We're like five more and we've got two weeks left of the current NCAA tournament. It's a ridiculous exercise to engage in. But he did it. They, they, they posted his top four seeds. And then at the very bottom, in the very bottom left-hand corner of this graphic, it just says, first team out, Texas A&M. <laughs> which is one of the funniest bleeping things that I've seen this entire year. Because A&M... They whined incessantly two years ago about being left out of the tournament. Buzz would not let it go. They whined incessantly about being a a seven seed instead of a five this year and got beat in the first round badly by 10th seeded Penn State. They had a little room to And so Lenardi singling them out in something that could not possibly be an exercise that you could do with any sort of precision or using any sort of skill, singling them out as the first team left out for a tournament that is still 12 months away it's hilarious. It's the funniest thing he's ever done. I've got to tip my cap. Props to Joe Lenardi. He did something hilarious. Well done. I didn't know he had a sense of humor. I didn't either. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe this just happened to be maybe what his algorithm <laughs> turned out, and it's it's a byproduct. Yeah, the, the, or maybe the, he did it, and someone else was like, this is just boring. Let's add A&M to the bottom. Just the fact that they added it to the graphic <laughs> is the funniest part. There's no like last four in, last four out. It just says first team out, Texas A&M. Yeah, just one it's incredible. Team. Buzz just watching at home. I mean, he's the type of guy, too, who would see that and be like, oh, I'm getting pissed off. <laughs> Buzz is getting angry again. That would be him. Uh, I would not surprise me one bit. Let's take a break. Uh, when we come back, we can take some, some text. We'll also talk a little Sweet 16. And, and then we're going to tell you how you can win Lou City tickets today.
Season tickets, which Trevor didn't figure out after the first 17 times we said it yesterday. That's fine. Season, you say it so quickly and so fast. And it's- I explained the whole thing like five different times yesterday. I wasn't listening. I know you weren't. Let's take a break. When we come back, keep it locked right here. More of the Rutherford Show is next here on segment here of the Thursday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. I, I was cracking up during the break. This has nothing to do with anything, but I just do you remember the the viral internet video, Charlie Bit My Finger? No. It was like 2007. This is when you were lost in the world. Well, I would have seen it in 2018. Well, that's true. You, you would have been like, 2012, you guys seen this? Emailing all your friends? There was a video of two like British kids and like it's like a baby, kind of like a one-year-old and probably like a three- or four-year-old. And he's like putting his finger in his little brother's mouth. And like the kid bites him. And he's like, ah. And he's like, ouch, Charlie. That really hurt. And it's still hurting. And like it's this whole thing. It's funny because they're British kids. But it was a viral. Some- Mocking them because of their accent? That's not nice of you. Well, it's funny. It's okay, cute. It's adorable. <laughs> but so somebody just posted two screenshots from the Wikipedia. There's a whole Wikipedia page de- dedicated to this video. And it's like, Charlie bit my finger. 2007 internet viral video was the most viewed YouTube video of all time at the time. And it goes into like details and they've got like little details about the family at the very end of this whole, like describing the video. It just says the Davies car family now includes two additional sons, Jasper and Rupert. And the last note is Osama bin Laden, the founder of Al Qaeda had the video in his computer's audio visual collection, which is had the, the, the British that, that me that Charlie that, bit me the finger. The he found it amusing. He loved it. But I'm sure the Davies Carr family doesn't appreciate that being on the Wikipedia page. Is that, is that pertinent information? Do we need to know that Osama loved our kids? I don't know. Part of me would be kind of like bragging about that, right? It, notoriety, I guess. I mean, it just it's 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 been Laden. I mean, yeah, I he mean, didn't hate the whole Western world. I mean, is is he is he the, the is he the you know the type of person I'd want to like you know like house sit for me or anything? No, I there's mean, there's more to him. Yeah, there but, are layers to Osama. There were, but I mean, he's still, you know. It's, Oh. Not to mention, I mean, you're talking about it. I mean, th- that means that somebody like is watching your kids like video and laughing at it, like in a cave in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, I mean, it's not like he's got to be. You know, he can be very you know easy go is what he puts on his computer. Yeah, it was right next to like a like a demand video, right? Like, <laughs> hostage demand video. <laughs> I was thinking about this last night too. So we got the Sweet Sixteen starting tonight. We got games in Louisville tomorrow. 
I was thinking about all of our Sweet 16s, at least in the like the years that you and I have been alive. I was going through it in my mind. I was thinking the first one that I really remember was 93 against Indiana. Yeah, the Calvert Chaney, the Calvert Chaney Morton game. and getting going at it a little bit. Yeah, I do remember that we had the thing that I remember vividly about that was I was getting ready to make my first communion. So this is like second grade, I guess. And we had to have like like a rehearsal thing at the church. It was Mother Good Council back in the, back in the day. Oh, yeah, man. RIP MGC. MGC but I remember being there, and I remember the priest makes some sort of joke about, like, you know, we couldn't have planned this on a worse night, like Louisville, Cincinnati, or Louisville, Indiana, playing the Sweet 16. And I look over, and my dad could, like, like not thinking it's funny at all. Like, my dad, furious about, <laughs> like, could not have been more, wasn't even pretending to be okay with this or that this was more important than the game. I remember we rushed home. We get to see the the last like five minutes or so of the first half, and Damon Bailey hits the shot right before the buzzer, and that kind of that that was sort of it. Yeah. So that sucked. Ninety four Arizona sucked like that. I remember being late. I remember just it was, trying. To, it was late. I actually dozed off a little bit near the end of it. I remember it being third grade, and I, I my dad was like, "You can stay up for this," and you know we weren't playing well. We were losing at halftime, and we started the second half off with an Alvin Sims dunk. And like my dad had like he'd be like, "Take a little nap during halftime. I'll wake you up for the start of the first half." And my dad's like, "Alvin just dunked it alley oop." And I was like, Ugh. "And I slept through the, the whole second half because you know I'm nine. And my dad was like, "I would have woken you up if we'd come back, but like we played." My dad hated that team. He's like, "They should have been so much better. They played like dogs." It's, that's that's it's just crazy because when you look at that team and that roster, such a like, starting lineup, it's unreal. Such a and yeah. minor Morton Wheat Rozier. I yeah, mean, just, and and all I mean with the exception of Wheat, like almost all upperclassmen. I mean, yeah. Rozier was an All American that year. But the thing that yeah, I'll never forget like six after that game is just watching Rozier just like half ass it up the court. I remember that being a thing. And just like just watching Stoudemire and Reeves just run past him at will and he just kinda like because you knew he was already out the door. He was going to the NBA. He was a lottery pick, obviously. Or not a lottery pick, but a first round picking with like seventeen or sixteen. Uh outside of lottery at the time, still. But yeah, just, that was that was what yeah, that was what really kinda got me. Cause I was and the year before watching like Morton and, and Cheney get like into their each other's face. Yeah, like I was like, "Screw you, Calvert right. Cheney!" Ah. That famous picture from the CJ. Yeah, great. Yeah. So those sucked. Um, Ninety six. Tim Duck and Susie Sane. They cheated. That sucked. Yeah, I mean, no, they cheated. Well, we, we just skipped. We just skipped over the. Oh, you said Sweet Sixteen. Susie Sane games. Yeah, that sucked. I remember crying after that one. I remember that being the last time that a Louisville game made me cry. I was I was in fifth grade. I went upstairs and I was like, "You're a little old for this," but that was that was bad. I had to watch that game in a classroom at Fern Creek during an All Star tournament. It was yeah, it was late. It was a night game. Yeah, it was. Uh, we had, that, that was actually back to back years. I'd watch North Carolina year too, like that North Carolina game in the Elite Eight because mm. we were doing all star tournaments at the time in Fur Creek and J Town. Yeah, so ninety seven was Texas in the Sweet Sixteen. Awesome. Yep. Great game. Fantastic. We go a long drought. 05, Sweet Sixteen, Washington, top seed of Washington. Also awesome. We should have been the one. They were the. Which is what kind of Lorenzo Romar said after the game. Yeah, we, I mean, they, the, the fact that they got that one in the West was ridiculous. My favorite quote that I found out, and I, I know I tweeted it when I was doing the book, but when I, when I was researching, I had a chapter on the whole 05 run, and Lorenzo Romar, it's shocking that it didn't work out for him with all that talent at Washington because he makes a quote about how they came out here and they were raining threes and we weren't really prepared for that. And I'm like, that's all that team did. For <laughs> if you, we hit like 17 threes the game before against Georgia Tech. What the hell were you scouting? Uh, but he was shocked that we were going to shoot from the outside with four guys in our starting lineup who basically just shot from the outside. I mean, you had, you had uh, Robinson and, and, and Brandon Roy as a starting backcourt. Like, yeah, couldn't. I mean, that's an NBA backcourt. Brandon Roy, I mean, we people forget if we hadn't had injuries, was a really good player in the NBA with the Blazers. 08, we beat Tennessee. 
Yep, I'm a fun one. Kind of a 3-2 upset that wasn't really an upset. I was there. That was the first Louisville game that I ever attended in person uh, in the NCAA tournament. That was awesome. That's crazy because the first one I ever attended was the Boise State-Oklahoma games down in uh, Birmingham. Really? That same year? Yeah that's, yeah, that's crazy. I quit my job at Glen Oaks to do it. Nice. We, we all went to Charlotte together, me and a group of guys, and went to those games. We had two buddies that were living there, and one got us tickets. He tried it. He did the whole thing where he's like, He's like, yeah, I've got a hookup at the Greensboro College. Like, I can get you tickets. These tickets were like third row from the top. This enormous, like, we were touching Jesus with with these tickets. It was where, where was the Tennessee? I can't remember. Where it was, was in Charlotte. Charlotte. Okay, okay. So yeah, that's that's hilarious. Though. That's this weird little, little twist of that fate. That is funny. So we went there. Which, by the way, quitting that my, my job to go to that game is what got me in the radio. Nice. Because when I got back, I didn't have a job, so I just sent a message to John Renshaw asking if he needed an intern. And the rest is 17, 15 years later history. This is how you got here. Yeah, that's how I got here. Us beating Boise State. Yeah, I got to meet Big Worm at the hotel. I don't know who Big Worm is. From Friday. Oh, nice. He was. <laughs> I assume you were talking about like a radio person. When no, you said it, no. I was like, the only Big Worm <laughs> I know is the guy from Friday. Our hotel, uh, I can't remember. I, I want to say Boise State was staying in the floor ahead, above us. And there was other people like our hotel. I don't remember what hotel we were in, but it was there was a lot of people there. The bar was packed during games. That Oklahoma game was awesome. And uh, yeah, exactly. And then, but uh, yeah, we were in the parking lot. I just still wish I had the phone because it was one of those old flip phones I had. That picture, you know, at the time didn't send it to the cloud. So, like, the picture of me and Big Worm hanging out yeah, in front awesome. of the, yeah, hanging out in Birmingham was is lost forever. So, that was great. Oh <laughs> nine, we beat Arizona by a billion points. Still yep. the tied with Kentucky's win over West Virginia for the largest margin of victory in the Sweet 16 ever. Uh, that was cool. 2012, we upset Michigan State when they were number one seed. Very cool. I love that one. 2013, we beat Oregon pretty bad in, in, in a game where you know, they, were, they were pesky, but that was – that felt like an – Everything to lose, not a whole lot to gain. We were such a heavy favorite in that game. It was just kind of the reverse of the, you know. I never really felt that the game was in doubt. Though. I didn't either. I thought I, like I they, they hung around, but we never really. That was cool. Yeah. 2014, we lose to Kentucky. Worst thing ever. Don't need to talk about it anymore. Yeah, it's, yeah pretty much. Yeah. 2015, we beat NC State, the Anton Gill game. Yeah. And we have not been back since. Who did they knock? They knocked off Villanova? They beat Villanova in the second it. round, yeah. Out of all those games that I'm just mentioning. Personal favorite. Don't just say, like, for any specific reason. Like, just which one stands out to you as the Sweet 16 game that you enjoyed the most? I assume it's going to be one of the wins. Well, yeah. I would hope you wouldn't pick, like, <laughs> the U.K. loss. Because that would make for a terrible conversation. No, the U.K. loss is, like, what I would bring up is, is would only be picked as if you, you ask why I tried to slip my wrist. I mean, I don't want to talk about that game at all. Ugh. Um, the Michigan State one, I think, maybe. When as the as the four versus one, uh, I think we're four, right? Or that or the we Washington, were, both that, four ones. Yeah. yeah, the Washington. I can't remember if we were four or five. I think we were four. Did right. the weird thing? I don't know if anybody else felt this way going into the Michigan State game because like I, I thought we were gonna win, and I'm typically like a reserved, like kind of pessimistic fan. Like I don't let my hopes get too high. I went into that game thinking we were going to win. Like I remember, cause I just remember where I was for both. Like for the the Washington game, I was working at Pizza Box at the time, and I think I was off for the game, but I was at the bar hanging out. And the, the Michigan State one I remember watching, I had to watch because that, that was when I was working at Cumulus and I was working, we would air all the games through Westwood One. And so I would just basically be sitting in this little small studio, small you know, smaller than this, all day airing these games while watching them on a little TV and that being where I watched us beat Michigan State on that little, that little flat screen TV in the tiny production room of a studio. Now, when we beat Michigan State in 2012, I was very nervous about the Florida game. I think I actually, I thought we were going to lose. I remember saying that. But, well, was, but the yeah. in 2005, when we beat Washington, 
I think like a lot of Louisville fans, we just like we're like we're in the Final Four. Like I, I thought that was it until halftime <laughs> for the of the West Virginia game. Yeah. Sure, but like when we were going, I remember going into that game. So we beat Washington, and like this was my sophomore year of college. We were on like it was like spring break was wrapping up, and so a lot of my buddies, we all went up to Lexington and like partied in that uh, Royal Lex. It was like, the group of like apartments in Lexington where everybody stayed sophomore year. And I remember like running into all of my like Louisville fan friends, and we like we were hugging, like we'd already won, like we were like celebrating that Saturday night, like we're like we're gonna we're gonna whoop West Virginia tomorrow. It's not even a, a contest, like we're in the final. Are you gonna go to St. Louis? Like that was the conversation. Uh-huh. And then I went home, and like we're watching, and then of course the fear of God is in us in the West Virginia game. I think also like the this is like a I guess generation deal because if you grew up and experienced the 1980s and and all that. The Texas game in '97 probably didn't stand out a whole lot to you, but for people like you and I, like that was our that was like our deepest run. That's that, not you know I'm I'm, I'm just gonna I'm gonna jump for you just now like I'd always do anyway, and and say that I think that's why I think I'm going Washington when you say Sweet 16 game. Yeah, because you're right. Like my early some of my earliest games really watching a little precursor. You was like the the Illinois gate loss in '89. Mm-hmm. Like I kind of remember that was but I was at that age where I'm kind of my grandfather's watching, uncles they're all yelling at TV, and I'm kind of. Watching it while also playing, you know, Super Mario on my TV and the Ball State loss as well was very bitter because you know we you missed a shot to, it, near the end of the game to have a chance to tie it and probably lucky we avoided UNLV but nonetheless <laughs> we don't want to be a footnote on that thirty point loss run but you're right like beating Washington was like our first time in the Sweet Six Elite Eight excuse me since '97 pretty much in my lifetime because I don't I was six years old in '86 and you well, I don't know were born and. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, and it, like, it, it validated the fact that we were the four. We thought we should have been the one. Right. And we, you know, they were, they were, you know, everybody was saying that we weren't good enough, Conference USA, yada, yada, DoorDash. And yeah, I think that, so that one, I think, did mean probably a little more. And just, I mean, and also just the comeback. I mean, West Virginia. I mean, that, that game's in top. We're five. just talking about Swiss I know, I know. Yeah, we're but focusing just, on that. But that's probably why I would rank that probably number one then. Even I mean, maybe even above Texas. The Texas one was just different. I remember because Texas one also I didn't really have much hope going in North Carolina. I didn't either. But like being a '90s kid, just like going on that run, not, like not really having ever known Louisville basketball as being this dominant powerhouse that you know we expect to go on Final Four runs and all this stuff. I remember I had this little. I, don't, I used to have these big magnet boards for every sport where you could like keep track of NFL standings and NBA standings and. I had one for the NCAA tournament where those. it was like a gigantic bracket and you had the name and we would write, that's how we like kept track of our bracket when I was growing up. And I remember like seeing, writing Louisville's name like all the way in the Elite Eight and be, like seeing like how far we were in the tournament was just like this this weird thing I couldn't wrap my mind around. I remember calling my, my best friend then, who still is my best friend now, and like us just both going nuts. And it Not was offended. Like, it was a back and well, you didn't. I didn't know you when I was eleven. <laughs> it was like this back and forth game, and you know, Alvin Sims had Damian Dancer hits the big three. Like yep. it was just, it was such a crazy. Like that was super fun. I think also forgotten in this, and, and I think you know, you mentioned the Washington game, which set up the West Virginia game. I think because we lost to Michigan State, we sort of forget or have a bad taste about the Arizona ass kicking in two thousand nine, where it was fun. We were doing a whole lot of posing and a whole lot of dancing and like. That a lot of people were like, that came back to bite them. I don't know if it had any effect on on the way we played two nights later. That was Arizona with the interim coach too, wasn't it? O'Neal, it was I think, exactly. Or something. Paul O'Neill, and they, you know, they, I think they were a twelve seed. They, they, they were. They were kind of a Cinderella. They, well, story they were underrated twelve because they had some good players. In that. They had a lottery pick on that. Well, team. we beat them by forty five or whatever. I know, I'm just saying they. Well, that's better for us, but they probably should have been higher at twelve seed. I remember going into that tournament. Like, I love the 0-9 team. 
I thought they had a, a, a shot to win the national title, but it wasn't like in 2013 where I, I, I knew we were going to win it in 2013. 09, I was like, man, if we run into UConn or if we run into North Carolina, UConn kicked our ass on our home floor. They're just they're bigger than we are. Carolina looks like a machine. Like That's going to be tough for us. 2013, I was like, I don't care who we play. I think we're going to beat anybody. But 09, after that Arizona game, it was the first time where I was like, you know, like, I mean, we look pretty damn good because we just, we'd almost gotten beat by CNN in the second round. Yeah. I remember, yeah. I was, at, I was at that game and like freaked out. It was at Dayton. And then we went up to Indianapolis after we beat Arizona because we got tickets and a hotel room. And like, I was like, I, didn't, I wasn't sure we were going to win the national title, but I was sure we were going to beat Michigan State, playing the way that we just played and Michigan State having to go overtime against Kansas. And that game just still one of the weirdest eggs that, that Louisville's ever laid. I mean, you talk, I mean, I know you wanted to stick mostly Sweet 16, and, and there's one thing, by the way, you have was Jordan Hill and Chase Budinger on that team. I mean, it's two pretty good damn juniors. Chase Budinger now a pro volleyball player. Yeah, and both were first round draft picks, won a lottery. One one mistake in two spots ahead of Steph Curry, but that's another story for another day. <laughs> uh, the Michigan State one that that was when you talk about like losses like not that weren't to Kentucky, yeah. that one may be one of the ones that stings the most because I'm kind of with you like I despite the Sierra the Sienna like struggle, like I had no fear in Michigan State. Like I thought we were just gonna roll through them and we were gonna. You know what? What came next in the final boards? I think would have been North Carolina. Maybe I want to say they, they Michigan State played in the, the final four game. Michigan State played North Carolina. Yeah. the national title game. Yeah. Oh no, they, so they beat the, UConn. They would play Connecticut. Yeah. Which, I mean, like I had, no, I, I was already like, I was kind of like you with like going into West Virginia. Like I was already thinking Final Four. Like I had, I didn't think Michigan State had a chance. I mean, I don't know if it was because you know I had thoughts of the way we beat them. You know, in the Sweet Sixteen years or a couple years earlier, but. And, and just that team in general, like our, that Louisville team, I thought was just, I mean, as complete as you're going to get. And, you know, unfortunately, circumstances, the sports gods were not happy with my cockiness. I found some of these quotes from 05, which I, I don't know if you, do you remember where you were when you watched that selection show that year and we popped up as a four seed? I was, I, I was at Pizza Box. I was at work. I remember vividly, like, it was my sophomore year at Dayton and me and my best friend, which we're living together, Weber, and we're diehard L fans. And we were thinking, because we'd won the Conference USA title. It was the, Dar- the Darius Washington game. Mm-hmm. Yep. Went down in flames. Which I was watching at work as well, yeah. And Patino afterward is like, I think we're a one, but they'll probably give us a two. And we, were, we were number three in the national polls. So we were a, a number three in the AP poll. We'd lost, I think, four games. And oh, we were, ended up being a four seed in the NCAA. And I remember when it popped up. In the West, too. I mean. think Weber threw a beer can at the wall. Like, he was he was furious. He, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm mad, too. But then I'm looking at the draw, and I'm like, you know, like – at least we don't. We, like, we have the weakest number one seed. Maybe we can make a run here. But I'm looking at some of the quotes that I, I pulled up. Patino said this after they beat Washington. We never harped on seeding. We know we should have been a two seed. We know. They made a mistake. It was like runaway jury. They made a mistake. Now you look at all the Great twos. Great movie quote, by the way. Now you look at all the, the twos and threes getting knocked off. What does it matter? The man referenced runaway jury and talking about why we should have been a two seed instead of a four seed. Have you seen runaway jury? No. Oh, good Lord. No, I've never seen Runaway Jury. It's with John Cusack and Gene Hackman. I've never seen it. Watch it. It's a good movie. Now, after we, uh, Paul what Hewitt talked. You your youth. Yeah. Paul Hewitt <laughs> talked about after after uh, we beat Georgia Tech, I don't want to take anybody off, but somebody told me this is a four seed. You're nuts. You're absolutely nuts. They're as good as anybody we've played this year. 
Washington got a bum steer getting two number ones in their bracket because these guys are in number one. <laughs> we weren't good enough to beat them. That's why they're moving on. That's going to be a good game next week. And then after we beat Washington, Lorenzo Romar, this is the quote, you wonder what it would have been like if they hadn't been making all the threes. But they've won 31 other times this year. I'm sure there are 31 other teams who would have said that. We didn't think they were going to be making all those threes. They did. Credit to them. I mean, yeah, if, we had, if we'd missed 25 threes, you probably would have had a better chance to win. But that's what we did. You let us rain threes on you. Kicked your ass. 11 of 25, by the way, from that game. 11 of 25. 12 of 26, I'm sorry. All of it mostly basically Garcia and Dean, surprisingly, not surprisingly. My favorite opening segment to a game ever is the game right before that against Georgia Tech. When Georgia Tech, they'd played the national title game the year before. They'd made a run to the ACC championship game, and they became like this trendy pick to win that region. No, I remember, yeah. Our region was the one that was going to open up, and a lot of people had them beating us in the 4-5 or five game and then going on to win the region. And we come out, and it's a largely pro-Louisville crowd in Nashville. Tried to go to that game, couldn't get in. And I think we hit our first six shots, and like five of them were threes. And if you go back and watch that, it's like, boom, Taekwon, boom, Franny, boom, Larry, boom, Juan. Boom, Taekwon again. Boom. For, and, and the place is just going nuts. And that was it. The game was over after the first five minutes. Oh, it blew him out, yeah. Done. Uh, and poor Luke Schencher just looking there like, what, what the hell am I supposed to do against these guys? I can't guard the perimeter. I'm Luke Schencher. God, I forgot about Georgia Tech going to the championship game. They did. You got to talk about like just like, like Adam, I mean, just forgettable Final Four championship game runs. That, there's your top, one of your top of your list, too. I picked it. I, that was one of my greatest bracket predictions. I had I mean, them losing in the. I had them losing to Duke. I thought Duke would beat UConn in the semifinals, but I had Georgia Tech going all the way to the title game that I year. I can't remember who they all beat on the way there. They were the they were the three seed. Though, they beat man. Oklahoma State in the Final Four. Yeah, they did, and they lost to UConn. To tie, which that was the UConn team with Ben Gordon and company. No jackets, no ties. UConn dictates the wardrobe so far. <laughs> Classic Nancyism. But if I'm having to pick out of all those games, oh, I probably lean to the Washington game as being my favorite. Yeah, I'd have to agree. It was so great. Plus, also, I mean, it, it, like I said, you could, if you wanted to choose Texas, because it, it, as you said, in this it's a nostalgic age, thing. It's yeah. genre and in, in this age thing. It was your first elite eight, but also at that point, if you're if you're doing that and that was your first elite, eight, you're also like you were like me. You're kind of wet behind the ears and didn't realize that this maybe maybe you know how hard it is really to get here. For I sure. guess to a degree. Yeah. I mean, I know we've had some you know lost to Memphis in the first round, lost to Arizona. As, as as I said, for me, I'd seen what like three or four Sweet Sixteen losses at that point. Like Illinois, Oklahoma, Arizona State, Arizona, Wake, Arizona, yeah, Wake, but yeah, I just yeah the, the Washington one because I just knew we 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 had we we had a chance to win a title that year. Yeah. Like even even whether it be even with you know you could say well Illinois was you know the one lost team and you had North Carolina, I would I had no problem going head to head with them, even though the Illinois game I still to this day have never rewatched. I barely remember watching it the first time because of all the Jaeger bombs I was doing by halftime. Got thrown out of diamonds. Mm. That was a night. You had very different viewing experiences back in the day. Like I couldn't watch games in public. I had to like be very, well, very tempered. No, I couldn't be too drunk. Now, 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 now I am that way. Like, well, you, you don't go out in public anyway. Well, no, but like now, now but no, but twenties, Trevor. Like twenties, Trevor was all good with like watching games in the bar. No, oh, I couldn't do it. Getting a bus. Like by the time I'm like thirty, now I don't want to even be around anybody. I just want to watch you. I want to watch the Eagles game by myself. You know, I want to watch the Louisville game by myself. I just don't, just don't even bother me. Don't call me. Don't, don't take it personal. I just want to be alone. It's kind of your life mantra now. It pretty much is. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. I've got, I got all the people. 
I got all the people hanging out all out of my system. Yeah. Worked at the fair. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a break. When we come back, hour number two, we're talking about tonight's Sweet 16 games. A couple of Louisville notes to get to. Take some text from you guys and then also tell you how we're going to give away these Lou City season tickets for today. Keep locked right here. Second hour is on the way next here on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X. And I carry it with me and I sing it loud If it gets me nowhere, I go there proud Moving me down the highway Moving me down the highway Moving to hell so not won't pass me by Cause he gets up in the morning Then he goes to work at night And he comes back home at 5.30 Gets the same train every time Cause his world is built on punctuality It never fails And he's all so good And he's all so fine And he's all so healthy In his body and his mind He's a well-respected man about town Doing the best thing so you know, that's what I always think of. That's maybe where I had it in my mind. Yeah, it's the beginning of the movie. It was it was used in um, a scene in Ted Lasso episode two last night. Oh, okay. And I knew the song. I mean, I know the song by the Kings, but like, yeah, when I was watching it and I heard it, and I was like, what? What do I know that from? Like, it's a good. It's when they introduced Michael Sarah. Yeah, that's like, that, that's that's a good pull. Yeah, that's that's probably I would think the best go-to when you think of that song. Welcome back in. Second hour here of the Thursday edition of the Rutherford Show. I love show. playing that game. 1450, the big X. I just saw this tweet, too. just popped up. I'm just reacting on air to things that are making me laugh. After the Adams County Sheriff's Office raided the home of Afro Man I read and found nothing, Afro Man turned footage of the raid into a music video. Now the officers are suing over emotional distress, embarrassment, ridicule, loss of reputation, and humiliation. Loss of reputation. And the picture, the, the, the still frame from, I guess, the video is him appearing to be about to be interrogated and him in a gigantic fur coat laying out hundreds of dollars of bills on the table, which is lovely. I, I, I saw that. Afro Man's innocent. I saw that story. Read, I, I kind of skimmed the article. I didn't, didn't look to see, like, to find the video that. Or I guess post supposedly pictures on Instagram he posted of them, but I thought that was hilarious. But the fact they raided him, found nothing, which is ha ha ha. And then like and him just turned around his Bravo, Afro man. Bravo. Oh, I thought I thought I thought because I got high was your only hit. No. That you just hit a home run on that one too. I don't even care what song you used it on. That's a hit. <laughs> that's that's that counts as a hit for me. You're one above Lord. 502 414 is the Thornton's tax line. Um, is that a man of one hit wonder? Um, he's got to be, yeah, because because I got highs the only thing anybody. Really, that's that's. He had some other songs though. Yeah, but you, I think you liked him. Like if you, but if those are like all B side songs. Like you go I, up to uh, do a Family Feud survey at the mall and say name an Afro Man song, you're probably gonna get for like, sure only one to be named. I felt like he had another song that got radio play, but I could be wrong about that. I can't remember. Yeah, I don't know. I don't oh, know. The, oh, he had the the. the Colt 45 and two zigzags. Baby, that's all we need. <laughs> well, yeah. First of all, I agree. Crazy rap. Yeah. yeah. 
never, I've never been Colt 45 fan, though. I'm not either, but. I like the way Malt Liquor I drink with St. Ives. I enjoyed Edward 40 Hands back in the day. Edward Great game. <laughs> All right, uh, let's take some text here before we move on to some Louisville stuff and get ready to give away some Loose City season tickets. Texture says, my, my wife keeps wanting to get a bull ring, and I keep telling her no because they are absolutely not attractive. I like the hoops and studs, but not the bull ring. I don't even know what the bull ring is. Is that on the nose? I'm guessing so because we are talking about piercings. Any nose ring is disgusting. Like, I, I mean, I guess if it's like the little one, like the little stud, it's so hard. To eat. I don't mind nose rings. Oh, a bull ring is the one that goes into both nostrils. Oh, no, that's disgusting. I'm kind of with the texture there. Any ho- any kind of hoop, like, again, I'll, I can maybe slide. Yeah, I have, I have dignity. I have pride, people. I can maybe let it slide if it's just like the small little stud in the nose. But any kind of loop, that's just, that's just gross. I don't know. I don't like it. I just don't know what about it. It, just, it doesn't do it for me. Texas, give the tickets today to the black guy from yesterday. <laughs> I did feel bad that we identified two finalists, basically, and then it came down to a you picking a number. That's how sports work. Nah, they're winners and they're losers. Yeah, I mean. We I, have more opportunities. That's the best thing. Yeah, exactly. That's that's what we do in sports. For every winner, there's got to be a loser. I'm sorry. I mean, Texas say. says, Mike Shallowhow is very problematic. Avoid the movie at all costs. Oh, Texas, you're doing crazy. It is, it is a great sophomore comedy. Texas, I'll give you all of my daughter's tangled toys. Just give me the G damn tickets, Mike. <laughs> Selling his child's youth for tickets. Texas says, "We haven't even said what the giveaway's for." And he's already like trying to offer stuff. Texas having very, 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 very few standards except for nose piercings leads me to believe that there is not really a woman out there that you wouldn't sleep with, Trevor. Except, of course, one with no a nose piercing. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, like that. The thing is, if it came down to it, you wouldn't say no based on a nose piercing. I know you. Now, if it was like a big hoop with like the chain coming off of it, still do it. Well, yeah, I just wouldn't date her. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I mean, I, that's why God invented alcohol. I'm, I'm, I should imagine like a very attractive, well put together woman in her, I don't know, early 30s, great job. Oh, yeah. Great sense of humor, bull ring nose pierce, and you're like, no, I, Trevor Kelsey, won't date you. Put together woman, very successful because of this nose ring. Yeah. But I'll sleep with you. Yeah. What a lucky gal. <laughs> I, mean, I You got to have stand. I mean, you got to draw a line somewhere, right? I guess. I mean, don't you have like, it, it wasn't like, there was like when in your dating days, was there like that, like that one non-negotiable thing that like, you wouldn't, you weren't going to deal with in a relationship? Yeah. For the record, by the way, being a UK fan is another one for me. I could never date a UK. I just couldn't do it. I, I, I would. It would drive me insane. I've so I've had this discussion before, and because I had several like female friends who I was really close with, who were UK friends, and like we got along well because it was kind of like playful and, and like if it were like that. But if you're like the obnoxious type, yeah, I couldn't. I don't think I could do it. I really I don't think I, I could. Do and like I don't know, like you'd have to like so when i met mary she didn't really care and she kind of quickly converted into like diehard louisville and doesn't like kentucky yeah, yes. you kind of would have to hope that there's like some at least can like, if you're the type of fan who wouldn't wear red with me to a U of L game because like you're just that much you hate l's down and all this stuff i don't think it could work like i genuinely don't think that i could well you wouldn't make wear work. you wouldn't wear blue to a uk game would you <sighs> no I wouldn't. I don't think I could. I, I, I don't do think it. I could either. And if you're, and if she wants to make me do it, then you know what? We're not right together anyway. I think that, that I think that's what it comes down to. Yeah. Yeah. And now you're right. If she was, maybe I, I should shouldn't speak too too quickly. Like if she was like a 
casual UK fan just like, oh, I like UK because I went to UK. Exactly. But I'm not like, yeah. I've got friends who have wives like that, and it's ex- fine. Exactly, and I know some as well. But I mean, if that was the case, you know, then then I could probably, it'd be, yeah. But, yeah, if she's like a diehard fan, I, I just wouldn't be able to do it. I just, I mean, I couldn't, I mean, I'm not saying she has to be a UL fan. She can be a Tennessee fan for all I care. UL wouldn't be, I just, I couldn't do UK. I couldn't handle it. I couldn't either. Texas TK climbing a woman's insanely long hair sounds like a weird fetish I'm afraid to tell my wife about. I mean, could you imagine me trying to climb Rapunzel's, Rapunzel's hair or whatever her name is? Like, like they all get ripped out. <laughs> like, is there a weight limit on that thing? I love the or whatever her name is. The other fairy tale with <laughs> character with super long hair. <laughs> it's Rapunzel, right? Yes. Like I can't remember if I was saying it right or not. Whatever her name is. Yeah. <laughs> Probably got a bull ring. <laughs> Who cares? Like how long? No, I, the length of length of hair is not a not a factor for me in the, in the dating world. I'm not a big fan of the short hair, but I, I you know there's some like Natalie, uh, the girl that does the torn song. She has short hair, not Natalie and Brulia. Yeah, you realize that was like 30 years ago. So what are you saying? Her hair's longer now? Could be. You have no <laughs> idea how she looks. <laughs> I, if you went out on a blind date with her, I wouldn't expect the way her to look the way she looked in 1996. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> That's why I'm. Born. I'm sure she's still very attractive. I'm sure she is too. Great voice. I mean, as long Good as she's not Madonna. Texas TK's recall recall sometime is superhuman. It is, and then his lack of ability to recall stuff from five minutes before is also kind of superhuman. <laughs> My memory is best between like 1989 and like 2001, 2002. We're all aware. We're all very. I would say like 1989 through like 1994. Well, 93, 94 is about when Trevor discovered other things. Yeah, I know. But still, my memory's still good because the stuff wasn't that good in the 90s. Texas says that UK Sweet 16 loss was the lowest point I've ever had as a UFL fan. I hit my rock bottom and I can handle losses so much better now. I kind of agree. It was it worse? It was way worse than the final four, too. This was because... a, it was a million times worse than any loss I've ever experienced. Like I I just remember like we wa- I went over to a buddy's house to watch the them play Michigan two days later. Because we played on Friday night and they played Michigan in the Elite Eight on Sunday. Yeah, I remember. And I was like, maybe them losing will bring me a little bit of joy and I can, you know, I can get over this. And then they win, and I remember waking up on Monday morning and going and writing about college basketball and, like, texting my friends, and we're all like, this is the closest to, like, legitimate depression that I think sports has ever put me in. You know, usually it's you you feel bad. It kind of ruins your day. You think about it the next day, and then, you know, you move on. Like, this one, it took a long time for me to get over that loss just because of everything that was on the line. And it's so weird to think about it coming the year immediately after winning a national title. Like, I mean— I'm sure like you, I spent my whole childhood growing up dreaming about what it would be like if I got to watch L win a men's basketball national championship. Yeah. And thinking, I mean, in my mind, I'm thinking, you know, they could go winless for five years after that and it's still going to be worth it. Nothing's going to bother me. It would be the greatest thing ever. And here I am less than a full year after getting to experience that. And like, I'm just devastated. Well, losing to Kentucky didn't help. It was all. It was just there. There was so much to it. It you, was you lose to Wichita State. It still stings, but it's, it was the Kentucky thing was the biggest reason. Why. Of course, yeah. There, there was so much there. It was like one that 2014 team absolutely could have won a national title, and so you've you've got that disappointment. Yeah. Two, I think you got the fact that there was this. You'd had at least a little bit of a back and forth between the rivalry. They came out, they dominated us at the beginning. They win a national title, then we win a national title. And they're still like, you know, but you guys are going to come back down to earth. We're still recruiting so well. They beat us in the regular season, but we're the better team. And you're kind of thinking, okay, if we beat them in the tournament now and we go on to at least go to the Final Four, 
the balance of power has tipped it onto our side because we've won the most recent national title. We both have won. We've both beaten each other in the NCAA tournament. We're like, you know, they're recruiting. They're, they're finally starting to go downhill a little bit. They're bringing these top classes, but Cal can't do anything with them. And instead, they upset us in a game that we dominated for, like, didn't dominate, but we're in control of for like 95% of the way. And it was just, you know, it was just such a, from that point forward, it was all Kentucky and the rivalry. And it was just, I mean, as you, as you mentioned, I mean, I, you know, I was alive in, in 83 and, and, and in 84 as well, but I don't remember, you know, the, the UofL UK games, which we split with them in those in the tournament, and neither would, nor would you. So, like, the, like the Final Four lost UK was, like, that was also the things I wanted to get revenge for that as well. Like, it was, to me, like, you know, that, for, for me, that was, like, one of the first meetings of us in the tournament. And it, I, it didn't, it, while it hurt losing to them in, in, in New Orleans, we weren't supposed to be there, you know. It was, it is what it is. And it, I would love to have been the ones that ruined their little parade in 2012, because I know we could have beaten Kansas as well, but. I wanted revenge for that. It was just a, it was, I was, that was a bad like three weeks for me. My grandmother passed like two weeks before that, and then yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to like be you know sob story over here, but I'm just saying you know that happened, and then you know then we get to play North Carolina, and we you know we play that game, and we lose, and it's just like God. I'm glad Grandma didn't see us lose this game to Kentucky. I, you yeah. know, I hated to see this crap. Like uh, and my uncle like bragging, you know, he's running his mouth. And, it sucks. Yeah. It sucks. We we were up in Indiana. We went to Indianapolis for that game to do a show. That was uh I want to say it might have been the first show I ever did with TJ Walker. We were on remote there. Him and him and his wife went to the game and then we and Dugan drove back. But what an intro. I know. The other thing that, about that loss is you also were saying goodbye to the the guys that had played the biggest roles in the national title the year before that had stayed. The ones that were well, last. It was the last game for Russ. It was the last game for Luke. Patino gets out there afterwards and says, you know, it's this is the end of an era. And I mean, those words ended up being very prophetic. Like, like well, yeah. it ended up really. I, I know the next year's team made a run to the Elite Eight, but that team, for for most people, I think wasn't as they weren't as likable. Like, they just seemed to not really click. Um, there was all that talk about you know, there are factions within the team. You get the Chris Jones incident, him getting kicked off the team. They saved it at the end by winning three games in the NCAA tournament, which is always great when you can do. But it just it didn't have the same feel that the two prior years have had. And then since then, obviously, we've had really nothing but just crap. But that game, I mean, if you want to look back at like what ushered in the start of this era of bad feelings and, and bad vibes and just bad luck and, and some certainly some self-done bad things, it, it felt like that was the night where it just kind of it just the downturn started. And it's always going. Oh, to maybe start. if Mango hits both those free throws, it, it reverses them too. God, maybe, maybe. Mango, by the way, I saw. Did you see the stat lines from Israel the other day? He had like a game where he scored like thirty-four points, had like twenty-two rebounds, and like sixteen blocks or something for the season. No, for the game. In a game. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was like his season numbers. No, he, he put up some like ridiculous stat line in Tel Aviv. Um, Tel Aviv. Uh, twenty-two points, twenty-four rebounds, five blocks, and a forty-four efficiency ranking, which I'm assuming is good. But uh, they're yeah, they're very excited about him over there. He's killing it, crushing it. Most of those teams are only allowed to have two American. Americans on Still, the roster, yeah. though, yeah. In almost all the leagues, yeah. Texas beating Michigan State will always be my favorite. I was and I am still sore about them beating that Louisville team that was a top seed with T. Warner and Clark. The 16th seed, speaking of that game in 2012, it's still the fewest points that a one seed has ever scored. Not just in a Sweet 16 game. Fewest points a one seed has ever scored in a game is what, I mean, we just, we swallowed them up. The best part about that is, it, you didn't know it now, then, but now we look back in hindsight of how 
pleasure it was to shut up a guy like Draymond Green. He pushed Russ Smith after he got frustrated yeah. when he got the turnover. Like, you didn't like him then, and, now, and then, of course, 10 years later, you realize you know, why well, nobody really wants to like him, but yeah, that that was that 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 was kind of hindsight something that sends a smile back. Yeah, fifty-seven forty-four was the final score, and I remember like Tom Izzo was doing the whole thing where he's like, he's trying to justify going into halftime where he's like, he's like they got guys that are you know swap shires at twenty-one percent three-point shooter, dang hasn't made a shot all year, and like, and like shut up, Izzo, get over it. Shane Mahan was a beast in that game. The Michigan State loss is like you talked about was like with the T Will team. I think the fact that you had the kind of the T Will antics going on during it was kind of a flashback to the the Clipper Rozier half-assing it up the court type of feel and that that does make it feel more and more bitter like if you you play like just kind of have a bad game an off shooting game or something and you lose the game they beat you it hurts but when you watch and you see just kind of like the team just doesn't look like they want to be there that that, well, that makes it more in, even more angry in hindsight now we also know the stuff that, that was going that on Karen Cypher was they had strategically planned to start leaving him these these voicemails mm-hmm. starting the very first one that he ever got was the night of the West Virginia game in the regular season finale. And so they would plan her and this lawyer that she hired, I used lawyer with air quotes. <laughs> they would call him like the night before games and leaving these messages, like threatening him and saying, this is what we need and all this stuff. And so, you know, his mind was elsewhere. I'm sure he probably was dealing with, no, I know. he probably was reacting differently. You do have the story about him getting into it with T will at halftime of that game. And then mm-hmm. T will not start in the second. Everything was just off. There was all kind of scuttlebutt rumors from the end of that season going through that entire run, though, I guess, in a way. Oh, there, well, I mean, I think for most, like, a couple of those seasons, there was yeah. a lot of rumors that I think were, were true. Some ten, did, yeah, some did turn out to be true, but, you know. Texas says, um, as a 24-year-old, the Michigan State Sweet 16 game was the most memorable for me, but just having vague memories of the 2005 Sweet 16 where my entire family was going crazy will always stand out. I mean, both were tremendous runs. I mean, he was so he was twenty four in in what year? Twenty twelve. Twenty twelve. So he's been. That, I mean, that, that would have been perfect adolescent year for that title, that final four run. Then, yeah. Texas, the twenty fifteen loss to Michigan State was also tough, even though that Louisville team had low expectations going into the postseason. Wayne Blackshear willed that team to the Elite Eight. He was incredible. I, I can't. That was the one time I just like in four years I just was felt bad and did not want to see Wayne Blackshear go. It was so good. It's For so three good. years, I was kind of like, oh, he goes, he goes. You know, he was, he was, he, he is what it is. But that senior year, yeah, he he did. I mean, he was everything that you thought he'd be all four years, and yeah. especially in that tournament run as well. I mean, he was he great. Was, the ACC tournament game that we lost in North Carolina, we he, he was incredible in that game. Yeah, he saved us against UC Irvine. Um, was terrific in the the second round game against oh, was it Northern Iowa that year, and then Sweet 16 against NC State. He and Anton Gill save us there, and then he almost single-handedly beat Michigan State, which was great. Texas, what do you make of Davion Knight Knight being contacted by Louisville per Joe Tipton? All right, let's, I, I knew somebody was going to bring this up. So let's, I hadn't seen this. Yeah, Davion McKnight, the Western Kentucky guard who officially entered the transfer portal, I guess on Tuesday it was. He's been reached out to by some big-name schools, as you might expect. Um, I know Kansas reached out to him. I know Tennessee's reached out to him. Uh, Purdue has reached out to him. Um, oh, God, Purdue better reach out to a lot. Purdue might be the one team needs guards more than us. Exactly. Memphis, <laughs> LSU, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, NC State. You can't, like, okay, I get the hint. A lot of, lot of big yeah, games. I get it. Louisville has not, according to multiple sources. The the only thing that I've heard, and this is from the same people who were saying, like, hey, Davion McKnight, he's going to come to Louisville. He wants to come to Louisville. Apparently, this, I'm passing along information here. Okay. 
they were a little bit weary of him playing alongside Sky Clark. I guess they want he wants to go somewhere where he can be the point guard. And with Clark being there, maybe doesn't want to share a backcourt, doesn't want to share ball handling duties. That's the only thing that I can think of. And I guess if the Louisville staff has gotten wind of that, that's why if you feel like the kid's got no chance of coming, that's why you haven't reached out to him. That's the only thing that I can think of because I can't imagine that it would be Louisville saying we're too good for Davion McKnight doing the same type of thing that, that kind of bit them last year in the transfer portal where you had kids that want to come that were pretty good mm-hmm. and you thought you were you know, were above them and then you end up getting nobody. Because, look, and, and this is a conversation that you and I have, have had multiple times. I think we're on the same page here. You know, Grant, they do have Sky Clark locked up. though. Yeah, it, it's great to have the younger players coming in. It, it's great. We now have, according to 24-7 Sports, the number six ranked recruiting class in 2023. That's awesome. In college basketball these days, upperclassmen are winning games at a higher level than ever before. Alabama's the big exception. If we can get get Brandon Miller, we'll take Brandon Miller for next year. Yeah, let's not put the cart before the horse. Alabama isn't Sweet 16. For all that we know, they could lose to San Diego State. Sure, but I'm I'm just saying like they're a number one overall seed for a reason. They've been good all the whole year. But for the most part, Teams are thriving that have, and even Alabama's, they've got Javon Quinterly, they've got some upperclassmen. Mm-hmm. You need to get those types of players because, I mean, we all think Trenton Flowers is going to be a big-time college player. Maybe he's not ready right away as a freshman. We've talked about Dennis Evans being a lot of times 7-1 big men. They're not polished on the offensive end, or sometimes they, they have a long way to go defensively. They need to get in better shape. We don't know how good these young— Sky Clark was a very mixed bag during the 13 games that he played at Illinois. If we're going to be NCAA tournament good next year, and that's the goal, you've got to land established college players who know what it takes to win at this level. And I think McKnight fits that bill. I think he'd be perfect. I mean, there, there's multiple McKnights out there in the transfer portal. I mean, but, but if he doesn't want to come, there's nothing you can do about that. But you got to get because if you don't go and get another guard, and, and whatever the, the reason be, maybe. Truth is that you tried to go out and get McKnight and player B, C, D, A, F, F, and G uh, at guard position, and they all turned you down, and you have just Sky, Sky Clark only. Maybe that is the truth, and that's the case. But that's a lot of pressure to put on Sky Clark in this, in this fan, by this fan base and by this coaching staff to say, like, look, we're putting our eggs in the basket with you, buddy. Remember we kind of did the thing last year where it was like, and that's just not we, we need LLs to be – First team all ACC good for us to have a shot to be good. That's not fair. It's not fair. I mean, it's not fair to the kids. It's not fair to the fans. It's not fair to the teammates. I mean, and listen, Sky Clark may come out and look like a complete stud and make us all eat our words and eat crow. That's fine. I hope he does. I don't expect him to do it. I, I mean, I think he's going to be good. I'm, I'm sure he can be fine. I don't know if I'd use the word good. I, I'll say fine for now. I mean, he's shown me nothing more above that that I've seen. But I mean, I just, I still don't think it's still. Fair to him. I mean, you're that's. I mean, yeah, I, I'm not a fan of that. I, 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 this team is still does not get at least two guards, upperclassmen guards. But again, like, let's clarify. Like, we're not sure that this is Louisville saying thanks, but no thanks. In fact, the intel that's out there is this is a Davion McKnight decision. Like, he, well, I mean, Louisville has not even reached out to him. I mean, yeah, because he's put out, he's reached out to them and been like, thanks, but no thanks. Okay. That's what's I mean, out there. And if that's the case, then there's only so much you can do about that. But Louisville still needs to go after guards. No, there's no question about that. I'm just saying. There's I mean, no doubt. Like, Louisville. Because I know, I, knew, I know, I know, apparently KP loves the wing player. I'm nothing against, nothing against a good little six 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 seven wing player. But you got to have guards. I mean, wings don't do it as much in college basketball winning championships as guards do. To be fair, we've 
also had a number of, of these wings. I mean, Trent Flowers comes out yesterday and says definitively, by the way, I'm a guard. Like, they're going to play him a guard. And that's great. But we heard the same thing about Kamari Lands. We heard yeah. Mike James. And neither one of those guys looked like capable guards I mean, last year. They were good. Mike James was a good player, but he's not a prototypical two. No, so he, we're putting ourselves in a situation now where if Sky Clark is not like an all-conference caliber point guard and consistent, not just on his good days, but consistently an all-conference caliber point guard, there's a very, very small and narrow path for you to get to being NCAA tournament good. And I don't, I mean, I, we, the, the point of our conversation, the, the end that we keep getting into when you and I rant about this is, you've got to go out and get established goals. Yeah. There's no question about two. it. Two. I want two. We need at least two. And I don't know. If, I don't know if that's two, including Sky Clark. But and I, I, it's not from my in my perspective. I say three, so two more. And for, I, say, I don't know. I, by the way, I think Mike James would constitute being a two guard. But traditionally, two guards aren't ball handlers anyway. In, in the traditional yeah. two guards, it's not 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 for me growing up through the nineties. Well, yeah, you know this I mean? is not. This is two thousand twenty. Well, yeah, but now you're you're considered to no matter what your position to be a ball handler. So I mean, you need to be. You're supposed to be. I mean, but yeah, I mean, to me, to me, traditionally, two guards aren't ball handlers anyway. But it, it doesn't matter doesn't what it is matter. to you. Yeah. Watch every game tonight and watch the watch the two guards and how they handle the ball. Well, uh, well you need guys like pos- that. Do they even call go by two guard anymore? Not really. I mean, it's, <laughs> you're a guard. I mean, you're they, a guard. You're a combo. Everybody's a combo guard. Yeah, you're, you're a point guard, guard or now. you're a combo guard. But that's what you need. I mean, that's if you don't have multiple ball handlers, look at us last year. We when L went out. That's the word I want to look for instead of guard is ball handling. We, we had we had nobody. We had, we had nothing. No. We had nobody to initiate the offense. We had nobody who could maintain their dribble. I mean, late in the year we used James to help break the press a little bit, but it was still like watching you know a kid walk across a. a it was bad. Yeah, it was bad. A tight wire. Texture yeah. says Thursday. Two says you have to draw the line somewhere. Wednesday. Two says. To Mike, you promised you. I have no idea what this means. What is it? I don't understand. I think this person needs to maybe voice text. I don't know. We need to. We need to work on the. Are they having a stroke? The grammar. Do there. we need to call an ambulance? Texas Trevor wouldn't date Florence Pugh. Yeah, sure. Okay. Who's who's that? Person with a nose ring. Okay, this is like, she famous for her nose ring. She's an actress. What's the name? Florence Pugh. Pugh is in spell it. P U G H. Tell me if you would date this person. Uh, uh, oh my god! It's okay. Good lord! I don't see a nose ring though. High standards, off the chart standards. What is she famous for? She was in Her Little Women. I know that. Which one? There's like seven different versions. The new one. Okay. Yeah. I always wondered if I should watch Little Women because I, I mean they've made they made this damn book into like nine movies. It's fine. I've never watched a one. I feel like maybe I should watch one one day. Sure, do it. Oh, she does have a British accent. I do like that. There you go. That might make up for the nose ring a little bit. And yeah. for the fact she kind of looks, she's got a girl next door look. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to give away loose City season tickets. Keep it locked right here to find out how. It's coming your way next on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X.
Alright, welcome in. We'll see you on a half on a Thursday for you. I would date her. I'll blame you. <laughs> Very talented. Still looks good, dude. That's, I haven't seen her in a while. Take her work for it. Take her work for it. Going the opposite of Madonna. How often do you see Fiona at Police Day? I think cause I think when I was looking up the song to do it, I found like a, it's like a recent video. <laughs> so recently, you came checked in on her five minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, just recently. Hey, I, I don't know how. I think the video was from just like a couple years ago, but she couldn't have gone that bad then. She's gonna be about your age. Uh, that sounds about right. Yeah, because the song came out like ninety six, I think. So yeah, ninety five, maybe. She was young then. Yeah, this video was like the uh, pre internet days of what you could use. All right, we mentioned this at the beginning of the show. You heard it yesterday if you listened to any por- portion of the show, but we've got a new cool partnership that we're very excited about with Lucidity and Racing Louisville. We're giving away season ticket packages for both of those teams for the next couple of weeks. Lucidity plays their season opener at home Saturday, this Saturday, March 25th. Uh, is the first time they're going to be playing at home. The home slate this year is fantastic. They're going to play San Antonio FC, who they played in the USL Championship match last year. They're going to play Indy 11 in July, their big rivals. Uh, it's going to be a fantastic year. If you want season tickets, if you don't want to run the risk of not getting them from us for free, call 502-LUCIDY or visit lucidy.com slash tickets. Only $17 per game. It's a great deal for Lucidy. Lynn Family Stadium is a fantastic experience. Even if you're you know, diehard soccer, not diehard soccer, it's a great way to spend a Saturday night. And you also get some, some weeknight matches tossed in there as well. It's going to be a fun year. So here's what we're going to do. Yesterday, we did kind of a more involved thing where it was let us know on the text line why you deserve the tickets. A lot of people chimed in. We had some funny stories, killed some time, which was great. And then we ended up picking a, a winner. We went with a simple winner. We, we singled out, I think, six finalists. That's five or six, isn't that right? Yeah. We whittled it down to two. Trevor and I we did it together, and then we just ended up picking a random number, we whittled. odd, even thing. And we ended up giving the guy two. It was very simple. He was just like, I'm a single dude, and I want the tickets. I like the straightforwardness. He soccer won. fan. I want to enjoy it. I'm going to take friends. We're going to have a good time. And he has now been hooked up. But so today, yeah. here's what we're going to do. It's going to be a little trivia. Love trivia. A little trivia. A little lucidity trivia. Okay. The first person to correctly text in the answer to this question at 502-414-1450, you're going to win season tickets to Lucidity for this 2023-24 campaign. Who I guess the, it's just 2023. Who is the voice of Lucidity, their first championship? No, don't, don't, because people are going to text in. Don't, don't. <laughs> no, not time for jokes, Trevor. You know the answer? The answer to the question, the question is this. First person to text in the correct answer to 502-414-1450, you're going to win free Lucidity season tickets. Who is Lucidity's all-time leader in minutes played? Minutes played. First person to correctly text in the answer to that question at 502-414-1450 is going to get the first answer. First person who texted in said, Freddie, Adu. Where have that poor dude? You every time we bring him up, you ask the question. We have to look it up. He played like five seasons in the MLS. He played with Washington. I know that, yeah, which that is kind of one of the reasons why I like Washington. It's like my MLS team. Right? That was it. So 502-414-1450 is the Thornton sex line. People are saying uh, Trevor's mom. <laughs> the most minutes. What was the what was the most minutes played? Most minutes played. There we go. We find we, the right answer is is Sean Tosh. A lot not, of people. By the way, it's not my mom, people. It's not. Sean Tosh is the leader for minutes played. A lot of people guess Paulo De Piccolo, Louisville's own, product of UofL. He actually is the all-time leader for games played. Paulo, uh, who's married to Katie George, he's he was a fan, former Louisville Cardinal. He had the played. They did the shaking it up with salt and pepper when he I and Andrew Farrell uh, were on the same team. That was very cool. He's awesome. Uh, but Sean Tosh is the leader for all-time minutes played, and he's the guy who. Intern Jenna was he's a family friend with them. He gives oh, yeah. her, he gives her family their season tickets. Uh, he played in the kickball game, which was great. 
So congratulations. Uh, I'll let the texter know who got Chantosh first correct. I'll let you know who you were, and we'll hook you up with the season tickets. There and you and go. for those that are wondering, the answer to my question was T.J. Walker. I have no idea what you asked. Was who was the voice of the the Louis Cities in their first championship year? There you go. Sean, people were dying to know <laughs> the answer to your trivia question. No, it's not my mom. I can't even say what people said. The answer is TK's. And people were just—it's a gross answer about your mom. Now my mom did date an athlete once. She did. You've talked about Omar Oliveres, yeah. Texas says Sean Tosh is hotter than Trevor's mom. Possibly. I like that Susan. Who would you date, Sean Tosh or my mom? <laughs> I love your mom. She's very nice. You never even met her. She's texted me. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I love Nancy. <laughs> I love that. So yesterday. Susan, who put together, she's, she put together this package. She worked with Blue City for all this. And she was trying to send, you know, you know, great show. It was very funny. I'm sure they'll love all the mentions, all the good stuff. But she was trying to find a clean segment to send in because everybody just, she's like, can I preferably get 30 seconds of you guys not talking about people boning Trevor's mom? <laughs> you, that's the one you got. I got the clean version. <laughs> can you send me a clean, it in quotes, clean. And then I, so I finally to be like, okay, Trevor, you, let me talk for 30 seconds so we can send them something Which, here. What I sent. Yeah, that's thank God. I did cut off the end where you go. Where at the very end you go. So our winners so far: lonely single guy and drugs. Drugs, yeah. <laughs> drugs, yeah. Like, we'll cut that part out and just send a word for it. Uh, yeah, drugs guy won tickets to the Colts game. Now we've had single dude, and we've got this person. We've had we, we've given away lots, of, and, and we will again. I'm sure this year for things like louder than life and poor somebody. Somebody kept texting in and like it couldn't get the autocorrect to work, and it just kept saying. And this person actually ended up still getting, if you're reading this, you do win. Um, but he kept saying, Sean Toys H. And then again, Toys H. Toys. <laughs> and it just said Tosh. And then just texted an autocorrect. I don't even know how you spell Tosh, actually. T-O-U. C-H? Uh, T-O-T-S-C-H. Okay. Sean Tosh. He made, the, he made the great play in the kickball game where he slid underneath the oh, yeah. he was trying to throw it to his head. He made the play of the day. Good guy. Seems like it. The only time I met him. But he was very nice. <laughs> I know everything about him based on that one kickball experience. He's a great guy. I mean, if you can't base how your perspective is of a, of a human being just on the five seconds you've met them, they say that. Then I don't know what you can't. How well, can it was you? like it was a whole night. It was a whole night. He was great. He was very nice. And then Jenna vouched for him, so I'm like, oh, he's a good guy. I trust Jenna's judgment, not really yours. Really, her judgment allowed her to curse on the air. She did, and she didn't now, know now, that. Now, now do you want? Now do you want to debate judgments over here? Her curse word is still better than half the things that you say on the air. So. <laughs> I stand by that. It's not 100% true. <laughs> uh, Kim, Kim English has just been announced officially as the new head coach at Providence. That's the, the Big East drama. I know we talked about this a little bit on Tuesday when the Ed Cooley and Rick Pitino stuff was going. Oh, well, your boy from Barstool was not letting that go. I've never, first of all, did you not call him my boy? <laughs> I did that because I can't remember his name. Uh, Portnoy. Whatever. He and Goodman have been going at it. Over this. Oh, yeah, there's, I think they're still going at it. I don't pay any attention. But I've never been more invested in Big East drama than I am right now. And I've also never missed the conference more than I do right now. Now that part, I agree. I mean, cool. And then poor, like, what if Kim English just comes into Providence and kills it? Because Providence is the one fan base that they're so focused on Ed Cooley. They hate this man now. They're so excited for him to, to suck at Georgetown. And now that, you know, Patino is the other guy that you know, maybe we could have gotten him if, if Cooley had left earlier, all this stuff. What if Kim English just comes in there and just just kills it? Just as fantastic. It's better than both those guys. Did, did well in his two years at George Mason, I believe, right? I mean, he did. I also, I hate the fact that he's 
He's the, so young. He's 34. I don't, yeah. I don't like – I mean, sh- the coach of Duke should not be younger than I am. I'm not ready for this. I'm not. I'm not ready for it. Yeah, it's not. It's, I mean, when you mentioned his name the other day, I was like, the guy that played at Missouri. I was like, there's I know. no way. Still, I mean, I selfishly kind of hope, hope all these young guys suck, just because I'm not ready for this era where, where these coaches in really prime positions are younger than I am. I didn't like it. Like Paget is, I think David is like three months younger than I am. And when he was the interim coach, I was like, I'm not ready for this era yet where the Louisville men's basketball coach is younger than I am. This shouldn't be happening. Yeah, it was bad enough when you started getting coaches that you remember watch play and like pro in college. That's yeah. like, but we're still like a little older than you, maybe. But yeah, now it's. I mean, I'm I'm at the point where I mean, hell, there's. I think I'm probably older than like 50 percent of the coaches, the head coaches in the NFL right now. It's it's weird. I mean, and, is, and now it, you got player sons who are big time college like Jameer Nelson Jr. in the transfer portal. I'm like. I mean, the kids is one thing. I mean, like I said, DJ Wagner's a third generation for me. So now, I mean, I'm, I'm really feeling old. But, like, yeah, when you start getting – you got to start looking at it when you start getting coaches that are younger than maybe some of the guys on your team. And I'm talking well, about the, the professional level. Yeah, I was going to say. I was like, well, college, he's not far off. He's 34. There's guys that are 26 right now out there. Still kind of far off. I mean, it's eight years. Not that bad. It's getting a lot closer than it should be. It is that. There's no question there. Did you see? Speaking of drama, I don't know if you saw. Drama? I, I don't know if you saw Monty Montgomery. His post on Instagram. Mm-mm, I did not. So Monty, of course, you know, plays here for a few years. Uh, enters the transfer portal. Was going to Ole Miss for his last season of collegiate eligibility. We traded him there. We we did. And Louisville plays Ole Miss in women's basketball on Friday. So mm-hmm. Monty takes a screenshot of I guess Sports Center or some show on ESPN talking about the Louisville Ole Miss game, and just says handle that for me which is kind of like being like there's no wait, wait, say it again he said what handle that for me he writes it on there like basically being like i got some beef with uofl knock him out for me possibly maybe he's talking to uofl i don't think he is he, maybe he doesn't like the old miss women's team even though he plays football there i don't i, I, I don't think that that's what's happening here. i mean it's pretty vague though isn't it I don't think it's vague at all. No, I think he, he's he's talking directly about the UofL. And Louisville fans have kind of been, they've been reacting to this. They've been upset about this. I just think it's weird. I mean, my understanding has always been that Monty left on his own accord. He wanted to go somewhere else. He wanted a fresh start. I don't think it was a, a deal where Jeff Brom and company came in and they were like, we have no use for you. Like, you can't play in our system. I thought he left before Brom got hired for some reason. I, no, it was a surprise because he yeah. got – after Brom oh. got hired, he got granted his fifth year of eligibility. He and Braden Smith both got their extra year of That's, eligibility, yeah, yeah. and then they both entered the transfer portal, which was kind of weird. You're gonna hate me when I ask you this, but where did Braden end up going? I don't, I, I don't know. I don't um, think he ended up deciding, did he? I have no idea. I'll let you look up for a second. I knew you were gonna, you were gonna hate me. I, well, we don't need to look it up because we're talking about something completely different. Yeah, but I, I, I don't know. I don't see any reason why to get an uproar. If you're a Louisville fan, I mean, first of all, he's at Ole Miss now, so I mean, if if you're gonna get mad that he's supporting the team he's currently playing for, I don't know what to tell you. It just it struck me as odd that he's seemingly having some bad blood with you because I didn't know there was any animosity between the two. Do you, do you take that as bad blood in that tweet? Yes. That I don't know. I don't know if you take it as bad blood. It could just be him rooting for the team, he, the school he plays for now. I think that you're underselling it. I think if, if I think you might be overselling. If he's root, well, everybody else has the same take as me. I mean, you don't put that on Instagram if you don't care. Well, don't. First of all, don't don't think you're defending yourself of not overselling by taking the side of Twitter. Or, I mean, or websites, or everybody else. That is yeah, the internet in general. Yeah. Human, they never oversell anything, Human beings. I mean, I've had friends text this to me. I've had friends say, what's up with Monty? I've had people at UofL wow, say, what's up to Monty? Wow, it's been such a nightmare of you for you. 
realize it's been your old Trevor, don't be mad because you don't get things. It's okay. I don't get things. I mean, I get them. I don't think you're taking understanding there is an opposite side to it, though. Because there's not. Like, okay, my Why bad. would he put this on Instagram if he's if he's just saying You're right. I'm no sorry. There is, it's, it's a cl- close, open and close. It shot. is. I okay. mean, I'm sorry. If, if there's another side, we talk about the other side here. Never a debate. There always is a debate. Not with this. Like, this is. Why would he post it then? I don't know. I don't know him personally. Exactly. Maybe he just, I mean, why does it be bitter at Yubo? Maybe he's supporting the team he plays for. He, but why would he say, handle that for me? Because he plays at Ole Miss. But, but Louisville's the opponent. It's, it's, it's a personal thing. Handle that for me. Yeah. I'm Ole Miss. Handle it for me. Exactly. I don't think, I don't think it had to be personal. Oh, my God. You're the most stubborn person I've ever met in my the life. The irony of you calling me stubborn in, with your argument in this is but the like, best part. But everybody <laughs> is saying the same thing besides you. It's not just internet people. It's like my friends. It's people at UofL. It's everybody who's talking about this. If everybody jumped off the Brooklyn Bridge, Mike, would you do it too? If everybody says two plus two <laughs> equals four, it doesn't mean that you're right because you think it's five and other people are on the internet. Yeah, but you're, you're talking about a math equation opposed to a, 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 a vague comment online. It's not vague. It can be considered vague. <sighs> I consider it vague. That's that's fine. Okay. Uh, anyways, we can talk about something else since we're not getting anywhere there. Uh, but I thought it was... It struck me as odd that Monty Montgomery is, is talking some noise. I didn't know that there was... That he left under weird circumstances. Um, Clarion Ledger, we talked about this. The U of O women's basketball team. I thought it was strange that they've become a little bit of an, a trendy upset pick. I, I, I don't know about you. Like when Ole Miss beat Stanford and then we played Texas, I'm like, if we can get past this Texas game, the conversation's immediately going to shift from us being the underdog. I mean, we were an eight point underdog on Texas's home floor, which yes. is a, a rare spot for us to be in the NCAA tournament. And I'm like, now we'll go back to being kind of the hunted for a game, and then we'll go right back to, to being heavy underdogs against Iowa in the Elite Eight if, we, if that's the way that it plays out. Yeah, because Iowa's been known to get upset before. The, and still, like, they're a two seed. They've got Caitlin Clark. Like, they'll, they'll be favored to beat us, right? You would think, yeah, but would, would assume so. Do you have, are you, you going to argue that too? No, but I, I mean, I, I would assume we, I would think we would have been favored going into Ole Miss to stop seeding. Well, I think we are. But it, it, my point is, Everybody who's predicting this game, all the people who are writing about this, it seems like we've become this trendy upset pick. And I don't, I mean, I guess because Ole Miss played so well against Stanford, but I go to the Clarion Ledger today because they've got their preview out. And they say, it's clear by now the Rebels' style of, of winning with physical, determined defense translates to postseason play. In fact, it seems like programs outside of the SEC that haven't been exposed to it don't really have an answer for it. If the Rebels can set the tone of this game, and recent history has shown us they probably can, there's no reason why this run can't continue. Ole Miss 61, Louisville 57. And so, like like we talked about at the beginning, it's a beat rider. I was going to say, clearly with this Mississippi paper, yeah. Yeah, sometimes maybe you're, you know, you're not supposed to do this, but maybe sometimes you're, you're trying to write things for your specific audience, drum up yeah. some attention. And, clicks, yeah, yeah that, that's fine. Like, you know, whatever. But then I go to The Athletic today. They preview the South region. They're talking – you know, Haley Van Lith, Caitlin Clark, two of the highest profile players in the, the Sweet 16. They're all in the same region. This could be a great run. And I'm like, okay, who are they going to pick? They say they pick Ole Miss to beat us. They say the answer is clear. Ole Miss is the region Cinderella. This is the furthest Ole Miss has advanced in the NCAA tournament in 15 years. And it's just the second time in the last 30 years that they've reached the stage of the tournament. The Rebels are writing a memorable chapter in their history. Consider what their coach uh, said after beating Stanford, I think everyone loves a story that they can relate to. I didn't play on Team USA. I didn't play for the late great Pat Summit. Gino didn't endorse me. You know what I'm saying? Blah, 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 blah. 
But they're saying okay. because it's kind of the same thing as the Clarion Ledger is reporting. Because they're so much more physical, they've got better talent inside, they're like gonna, gonna just kind of punk us. And I guess SEC basketball has this new reputation for being big and bad when it comes to women's basketball, but I don't know. I mean, doesn't the ACC have more teams than they do in the Sweet 16 in women's? I don't know. They, they have Tennessee. They've got Vontek and Louisville. That's two. Duke got upset. They did. Um, Miami beat Miami upset Indiana. Three. I mean, I can't imagine the SEC having more than three. They've got Tennessee. Tennessee Ole Miss, that's two. Who else is in? I Mississippi can't. State got beat is the, the 11 seed. Um, I don't want to say this. If it's, well, South Carolina, of course. is Okay, so that's well, that they're even with us at worst, I guess, or best, maybe. So. I don't know who else would be. Yeah, did LSU do anything? LSU is, is in there. Okay, so they have four. So they've, okay. got, so they've, I, got, they've, got, they've got more. We got three, so it's nothing to sneeze at, though. Yeah, suck it, SEC. Yeah, take that. Uh, I'm not honestly not surprised a little bit. One, I mean, I guess if you tell me we were underdogs, that would surprise me because it's a five versus eight. But, like, I mean, we've been kind of – the national perspective has been, like, Walls talked about after the, the Texas game. I mean, at one point, are they going to give us a chance? I mean, we were – I think we were somewhat – Probably, people probably had Drake maybe upsetting us in the 12-5, and uh-huh. rightfully so. Drake hung right there with us, obviously. Going, hell, let's go back further than that. I mean, to the point that where, you know, we were a top 10, top 10 team coming into this season, and, and we did not reach that goal. We had some ups and downs this season. Still a positive year and a good year at that, finishing as a 5C. But, you know, we, we probably had people picking Drake, national perspective, the pundits, you know, picking Drake to beat us in the first round. We got by it. It was clear that we weren't thought to even beat Texas as an eight-point underdog, whether it be to the, the national talking heads or the gamblers. So, yeah, I think I can I can understand where, where the, the, the national perspective is still going to, you know, ride a team that just knocked off a, a very good Stanford team, one that we may, may or may not beat. I don't know. If, I think we're like, aren't we 0-2 versus them in the tournament? Uh, maybe. I, think, I don't think we've ever beaten Stanford tournament. I think we've lost them at least twice. So, I mean, I, yeah, I, I can understand where – even if we're a one-point favorite, hopefully, where the national outside of just even Mississippi is picking them against us. I found a spread on... And I'm glad they are, personally. I can't too. I mean, this is this is where Walls thrives. Walls is... Yeah, he's he's dove, he's dove deep into this. It's us against the world's Tupac mentality, and, and we're embracing it. Now, our game, we have the second smallest spread of any of the, of the eight Sweet 16 games. The only one spread... Virginia Tech's a one-point favorite over Tennessee. But we are... A two and a half point favorite in this game. Okay. Well, at least we're fat. Dude, I got hiccups. Darn it. Get it out. Get it up. Oh, he's doing the eye cross thing. You've done this before. Does this actually work? You look like you're dying. Yeah, I cross my eyes. I uh, hold my breath and count to 10 backwards. I can't cross my eyes, I don't think. I mean, I mean, hiccups are just a abnormal breath, so it's just. Usually, it's just. What do you do again? Say that again. Abnormal breath. No, but no, oh. no. <laughs> cross your eyes and you do what? I cross my. I take a deep breath, hold my breath. I cross my eyes and I count from ten backwards. You hold your eyes, cross your eyes. You, you hold your breath down. and you count from ten backwards. I, I, I take a large breath, hold it, cross my eyes, and I count from ten backwards. The only thing that's ever worked. The only for time me, it sucks is when I'm driving. I've tried because I've I've tried to do like the hiccup cures before. The only thing that's ever worked. The very first time somebody did the thing to me where it was like, put a a pen in your mouth and try to drink while holding the pen in your mouth. 
I guess because it just takes your mind off of it. It's, it's I picture to... Kramer drinking a beer with a cigarette in his mouth. It's kind of that's not kind of know why. all over yourself. Yeah, my mind went for some reason. Yeah, but it worked. But then after the very first time I, I, I did it, I would always try to redo it, and it never it never worked. I'm gonna try that the next time. Have you never? Do you not cross your eyes? You said you don't. Have you never just tried? I guess you can do the thing where you like stare at the the thing. Yeah, that'll yeah. do it. Yeah, but yeah. You can't just do it. Like... I can't just do it myself. Like yeah, you just you just you, you, you look normal. Do we look like the dumbest people in the world? Uh, I mean, and for the record, I mean, and I know that some people like getting scared, drinking water. There's, there's all different cures, but it's always worked for me for the point where, how, do you hear me doing hiccups now? No, I don't. It worked right. I mean, that's pretty what it impressive. Is, yeah. Pretty impressive. Uh, but anyway, going back, Cards, two and a half point favorite, but ESPN, their main women's college basketball writer also picked Ole Miss. And I guess maybe, you know, it's not, I don't want to do the whole thing where it's like, I take this personally, but it is odd to me that we don't have it still doesn't seem that we have a lot of hype around our name considering we just went into Texas and beat them by 22 when they were favored to win by eight. You'd think that, you know, we've got star power at guard. We've been here before. We've got championship pedigree. Ole Miss has not been here in the last 15 years, and yet they're a very trendy upset. Well, to be fair, I mean, they gave Texas all the respect. If they blew out their first opponent, we got, we got by let's get our this teachers. Is, that's true. And look what we did to Texas. Very so, true. I mean, that's, uh, I guess you can, I mean – I can see again. I can see where they're, they're just waiting on Louisville, and you know what? Whether it be probably Colorado or Iowa, odds are we're not going to be picked in that game either. If we're favorites, whether we're the point spread favorites or not. Yeah, definitely. If it's Iowa, I think everybody picks us to lose because they. And I'm not scared because I, I. I mean, I've, she's the darling. She's Caitlin Clark is the everybody's darling. I mean, she's average. She's got almost three thousand points as a junior. She's unreal. I mean, it's amazing. But also, but then again, also look at the tournaments over the last three years of her career. I mean, they. I don't think they made it past the Sweet Sixteen once. They choked in the second round last year. Was it? Was that last year or before? It was last? Second round against yeah. I, against Iowa State. And I think they floor. lost in like just the second round all three times, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they haven't made it to a Final Four. I know that. Well, I, yeah, that that I know. Yeah, but I'm just by the way, did you see the Maddie Seegers girl for Villanova who scored two thousand points in a season this year? That's outrageous. That's NBA level. Outrageous. Yeah, two thousand points this season. She broke the record. What she average like thirty eight points a game? I don't know what she averaged, but she. I know. I saw because the, the Iowa girl averages like twenty six a game. Yeah, she. I mean, she's got to average what around thirty, doesn't she? I would say. What does she play for? Villanova. They got beat, I think. Or are they still playing? She broke it in their no, first Villanova round. Done. In their first round win, she broke the she broke the the two thousand point mark, and she did yeah. it all in like a putback. They lost. Uh, no, there's. I guess. Sister, would they? They knocked off Cleveland State. No, they're still around. Sweet yeah, she averaged twenty nine point two points per game. Right yeah, now. that's nuts. Senior. Nuts. So that, that's a lot of. The next score is twelve. And then it's, uh, I mean, if you're with that kind of disparity, how do you not just like quadruple team or like Zach Eady? It's a fair point. <laughs> I mean, I mean, at least the Iowa girl, I mean, she, they've got another girl I think averages close to like 16 or something. Yes, uh, last three years, uh, Sweet 16, second round, now Sweet 16. So the they men, went to the regional. The women take after the men. The regional final, they did go to the Elite Eight uh, back in uh, 1819 before she got there, though. Okay. That's their coach has been there for. 21 years. That's, that's how they do it at Iowa. I mean. If you can be an average coach, they're going to keep you forever. They're never going to fire a coach. Yeah, she, Vivian Stringer was there. God, they've got just job security at the wazoo. If you can make it at Iowa, you're just set for life. Apparently nobody <laughs> wants to leave either. You're not good enough to leave. You never. Yeah, I mean, you've been bad there. Enough to get fired. Confirm whether it, does it have that kind of pool? I was kind of, I was more close to Ames than I was Des Moines. I... I would have left if I if I if I'm Fran McCaffrey and I had a better job offer ten years ago. I would have bounced. 
I mean, I've been to the only time I've been to Iowa is on my way to Minnesota, and it was like a winter storm. So I, my my memories aren't exactly as fond. But my family does have roots in Iowa. Okay, I don't know if I've told you this, but apparently, like my uh, on my grandfather's side, I guess the Kelseys were like some of the first people settlers in Iowa. I did not know that. I didn't. I mean, that's what I've been told just through the family. I don't know how much truth there is to it, but okay. Supposedly, that's yeah. We have a lot of ties in the city of Iowa, which is weird because I never went there as growing up. On that note, we'll wrap up hour number two. Hour number three is on the way next. We've got a couple uh, of Louisville basketball recruiting nuggets to get to. More names in the transfer portal that Louisville has reportedly reached out to. Also, some big-time football recruiting notes. Uh, big-time visitors on campus this weekend. Some have already been here this week. Well, Jeff Brom is just rolling it. in it. He's also getting some love from some national riders as far as Louisville oh, being a potential yeah. surprise team. We'll get into all that and take some texts from you guys on the Thornton Sex Line as well. Keep it locked right here. Mike Rutherford Show rolls on next on 1450 Big Mainly because of the, the, the name of the band. What is the name of the band? Johnny hates jazz. <laughs> That's great. A one hit, they were a one hit wonder for this song. But I mean, what a great band name. Johnny hates jazz. Johnny hates jazz. Where was Johnny hates jazz from? <laughs> New Orleans? That'd be ironic. No, I don't think. I think they're British. You're, You're correct. Giving me nothing but shattered dreams. Shattered dreams. So they're a one hit wonder? Oh yeah, I don't. I think Johnny Johnny, Johnny would would play jazz to get another hit. Now nobody in the in the group is named Johnny. <laughs> they lied to me. They had four members: Clark, Mike, Calvin, and Phil. <laughs> what were the names again? Clark, Mike, Calvin, and Phil. Doesn't sound very British to me. <laughs> How many British people do you know? Phil, named? I actually. I mean, do you know any British people named Phil? One, the only British person I know is named Phil. Really? Yes. My friends went to. Well, uh, tell you that's stereotypes. I know my friends. <laughs> I, I, the guy actually I lived with before Mary and I got married. He spent a year living in Australia with another one of our friends, and they met like just backpacking around. They met this British guy that they became friends with, whose name was Phil, and he came a couple of times to town. We hung out with him. So he's the only British person I know. His name's his Phil. His name is Phil. Was he part of Johnny Hates Jazz? He. I don't know. I didn't ask. He seemed relatively young. I can't imagine he was that old, but shout out to Phil. I mean, I don't think I'm any car. I, all four of those names don't sound British to me. Clark does not sound British. Clark, no. Carl? I know some British Mikes. Mike, I, I could go with Mike. but Carl, Calvin, I can see. Calvin. Calvin. It was like Calvin, Calvin said, yeah. Calvin's another one I don't see British. None of them are Johnny. None of them are Johnny. So they, they lied. 
so so they like jazz, but Johnny hates jazz. Maybe Johnny's the guy they know that just hates jazz. According to their Wikipedia, they've been performing as recently as 2014. And yet no one knew. Can you imagine going to see a Johnny Hates Jazz just to hear them see Broken Dreams? And they're Shattered playing, Dreams. Shattered Dreams, sorry. And Get it right. They're playing like seven other songs. You're like, I don't, I don't, I don't know what this is. I'm sorry. I have, I'd like to think if you're going to see Johnny Hates Jazz in 2023. <laughs> you, you've been a fan of you the music. You probably know the B-side. <laughs> just I'm going to call, unless you just randomly happen to be in the bar when they, when they, they show up. You probably know you probably know the B tracks. What would if you were gonna name a band, what would your band be? Mikey Hates Jazz. <laughs> Mikey Hates Jazz. <laughs> I would have just named mine Easy Bake Oven. Easy Bake Oven. We had a there's a brief period in high school where we'd make like a joke R and B group with a group of my friends. We'd call ourselves slow motion. That that was it. Um all right, final hour here. I don't know how we can Okay, oh, dude, it's why Kim. Um, King Philip, Phil Collins, aren't they British? I'm like, yeah. okay, Kim, you're right. Phil's <laughs> King Philip, the, the king. His name is Phil, basically. That's the most famous, most famous Brit there is. We dropped the ball on Phil, okay? <laughs> you, you dropped the ball. The only British person I know his name is literally Phil. Nice <laughs> error on the call. I couldn't there. mute it quick oh. enough. I was like, <laughs> she has me laughing so hard. Oh. Phil Collins. <laughs> Phil Collins is named like two of them right away. <laughs> I'm sure there's some famous. I love Bill films. Collins. I just forgot he's British. Well, it's gonna happen. You of all people, you were in band with him. I told you I didn't. I'm not the one who claimed that I don't know any British Phils. That I thought it was a weird. You name. might want to bring up Clark. That was now all on you. Me. I'm standing by Clark though. I can't name another British Clark. <laughs> there's probably like. Clark Gable was actually British. <laughs> Somebody's going to text him like nine Clarks that are like British famous. Some super, yeah, super famous soccer player that we're like, oh my God. <laughs> the one's... I don't know any Brits named David. <laughs> oh, I don't know what to say. It is uh... the last segment here of the... Oh, we got Gable. basketball tonight. Clark Gable was American, right? I'm now, 90... I'm da- now I'm doubting everything. I'm like 99% sure he was American. There's no way that he was from Britain. Where, where do you think Clark Gable was born? I want to say probably like Iowa. I was going to guess. I feel like he's a Midwest well, guy. Ohio. Okay. He's, I, I had Midwest. He seemed, I felt like a lot of your like superstars back in like the twenties were like Midwest. I think you're right. I think the most of them came from the Midwest. Yeah. And then moved out West. <laughs> Made it big in Hollywood. And this is, this is, this is talking about like dropping the ball on, on British and American. And this basically reminds me of like, I've talked about TJ a couple times, but like one of his first shows he did. He did the great. Uh, Stop on, talking about TJ. Bring know, up TJ all over the show. TJ love WTJ. I know, I can tell. Uh, but it's relevant in this case. He uh, he did one of the uh, the, the bun generic uh, on Fourth of July, like my top ten Americans of all time list. And to this day, he still gets. I think he gets mad at me when I bring up that number four on his list was James Naismith. Hilarious. He's Canadian. <laughs> oh, that's a bad one. I mean, I guess you could argue him as an American because the sport was we 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 embraced him. We embraced sport, but the, technically the sport was still like when it first started in Canada, or was it Spring? I guess Springfield technically. I want yeah, I think it was actually started in in Springfield. States, but yeah, he was he was definitely he was Canadian. Canadian. I know he maybe was both at the by the end, but yeah. It is Sweet Sixteen Thursday. We got hoops back. It felt like a just the last two days have been awful without basketball to go watch but tonight should be fun go to my house and find out how bad it's been yeah even though last night was a great movie you just refused to watch because you're stubborn 
I'm not gonna watch Shallow Hal. <laughs> I'm not. I'm sorry. I'm just. It's not gonna happen. It's so sophomorically great. Maybe someday in the future, if we have time, we'll. I'm gonna make a bet. We're gonna bet at some point down the road, and I'm gonna. I'm gonna make you watch that movie if you lose the bet. Okay. That, that's fine. We can do that. Okay. Uh, we've given away loose city tickets today. Season tickets. Uh, we're gonna do that some more tomorrow on the show. We'll give away two single game season tickets for their home opener on Saturday. We're also going to tell you. If you want to win Racing Louisville season tickets, we're going to do that starting next week. But actually, the way that you can win the first set, you're going to find out tomorrow. So if you want to be involved in that, if you want to find out how to, how to be Monday's winner, you're going to have to listen to tomorrow's show and you're going to have to participate because it's going to have something to do with what happens this weekend. So that's what tomorrow is. Props to our, our first two winners. We've given away two. I think we've got at least five more sets of Loose City tickets. I think we've got seven Racing Louisville tickets to give away. Trevor, I think if you want to go to matches, we can hook you up with tickets now. I mean, is it bad of me to tell you I've never been to a match at Lynn Family Stadium? No, it's, I mean, probably a lot. Of, we had a lot. I've, a lot of people texted in yesterday. I've been there. About I, I, I was. I was fortunate to like kind of see it when it was still like almost like ninety percent constructed. I went and like did a little tour there with KRC, but I mean, TJ again. God, just get him off your mind. No, I said KRC. Roush was there too. You selfish. But TJ's a part of that. Well, but I want can't to stop talking Roush. about TJ. I'm so sorry. I want to include Roush now. No, he's a little fan. He's a little. <laughs> we love him. Uh, for, we'll get into Sweet 16 games here. Like drive-by all the time. <laughs> we'll get into some Sweet 16 talk here in just a second. But I did see old friends alert. Former Cardinal Aiden Agehan is the latest to enter the transfer portal out of Grand Canyon. So you've now got, out of the Super 6. <laughs> going for their, uh, their six, Shutter. Go all looking for their third team. <laughs> all of them. Jalen Withers is looking for a second team now. That's true. Who I, I've seen like he's been written about on like five different North Carolina sites, which is sort of strange. I think that's just because he's from been offered. Uh, yeah, it just. Yeah. I think also that Carolina's got a lot of. They're like us. They've got like fifty-five different media outlets. They're they're more focused on basketball. Yeah. So when you search, you know, Aiden Gayon, or not Aiden Gayon, Jalen Withers has been reached out to by all these schools. You may see like one pit site writing about it, but you're going to see like seventeen Carolina sites writing about it, and which is kind of the way that we. Like I said, with the him being from there, father playing in the state, it's it makes no sense to. to yeah, but so you've got Quinn Slizinski in the transfer portal, Josh Nickelberry, Withers, Anna Gahan. There's a lot of talk that Slizinski's probably going to follow Rick Pitino to St. John's. That would seem to make sense. Um, if not, we'll see where he goes. A Gahan, I mean. So three of the six so far. Four of the six so far. Sam Williamson is done. That was going to ask you. That was because he, he's no more eligible. He can't find eligibility anywhere. I guess he technically has one year left. I mean, don't they always have one year left? It's how it feels now, doesn't it? I mean, and then who am I forgetting? Is well, David Johnson's in the NBA, so he's gone. He's is he, is he still? Did he make a roster? Is he just, he's on a two way contract. Two way contract. So I think he's been bouncing, playing professionally. Yeah, he's been bouncing between the G League and, and the pros. So he's the only one to not like bounce around college basketball. Yeah, and it's only because he only stayed for two years. But yeah, he got out before they get allowed to do it. Actually, <laughs> a Gahan, it, it, it's I think you and I both sort of agreed on this. He. Even though he played so little here, I thought he would go to a school like Grand Canyon at a lower level and at least put up like solid numbers just because, I mean, he's a superhuman build. He's very athletic. And a lot of times, like, you know, you don't have to be a jump shooter if you have that size, that athleticism. Yeah. And we saw him dunk. We saw him. He can catch rebounds. That's all he has to do. I mean, and yet he couldn't get on the floor for the Lopes the last two years. He was raw. He just needed to be taught basketball. And I mean, it sounds like he just, I guess, didn't absorb any information or I, th- I think I think the numbers I pre- predicted and, and and I think I don't know how far you off were those like, I thought I thought I saw him being like like almost like a guaranteed like seven eight points like five six seven rebounds maybe 
I thought he could be like a ten and seven guy. Even, maybe even that, yeah. I and bet. he has not been. He's been a two point six and three point. He's not even guy. playing ten minutes a game. He's not even playing ten minutes a game at a Grand Canyon for a Grand Canyon. I know they made the NCAA tournament this year. True, but they were the four seed in the WAC. They they lost or the five seed in the WAC. They lost seven conference games. It's not like they were one of the better mid-major teams in the country. And it's not like they have 6'10", 250-pound pure muscle guys exactly. just sitting around in, in, in Flagstaff. I kind of, Isn't that where Green Canyon is? Uh, it's in Phoenix, I think. Oh, it's in Phoenix. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he, I always thought, I mean, we saw so little of him when he was here. And every now and then he'd get in and he'd make a jump shot or he'd you know, run the floor and finish on a fast break for a dunk. I always was kind of like, I want to see where this ki- like how this kid ends up what happens here? Like, I, yeah. I would have liked to have seen him get a little bit more run, but clearly it's not like whatever Chris Mack and company saw in a or didn't see in a Gahan. Bryce Drew and, and his staff saw the exact same thing. And now, like, what if he goes to, I don't know, like an Iona caliber program, which would make sense. He played his high school basketball back in New York. There was a lot of talk that he was going to go to Iona the first go round when he left Louisville. Like, what if he goes and just dominates? Out of nowhere, he's averaging like 20 and 15 next year. I mean, there's no way. I mean, <laughs> it's like everybody's like, my God. Why weren't, why wasn't this kid getting minutes? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of I mean, Bryce Drew is. Uh, I mean, the worst thing about when he was here and he wasn't playing a whole lot is a lot of the. So, I guess the outlets that cover basketball in Ireland, they had they, they had, had one of their players six ten on their whole roster. I don't, yeah, it's it's strange to me that he couldn't like play at all. He's there. the only guy listed uh, by by the reference page as being a top one hundred prospect. Yeah. So a lot the, the a lot of outlets that covered basketball in Ireland, some from his you know, he's from Dublin, yeah, some from his hometown. They reached out to me when we signed him, and they were like, you know, getting quotes. So they were just, some of them were just asking general questions about you know what do you see in his game? What do you like talk about Louisville a little bit? Let us know, and that was fine. And then after his freshman year, when I saw him, and it was obvious that he was clearly not the thirty fifth best player in his class no, or whatever it was. No, no, no. And they they would ask these questions, you know, why is he not playing? And I would have to say, you know, he's playing behind. Um, some some good players at the four, some good players at the five, and then they would go right into like, do you think he can be in the NBA a year from now? And I would have to find a way to like gingerly say, I know that he was dominating in Ireland. It's a little bit different over here, and no, I don't see him being an NBA player within the next calendar year. And it, I just always felt bad because they'd reach out and they'd be like, you know, he's 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 scoring twenty eight points a game over here playing against. Little Johnny McElhaney from <laughs> from from Killarney, uh, who's five foot nine, and he was their starting center. Why is he not dominating at Louisville? And I kind of had to be like, it's 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 different. It's different. He's he's got a long way to go. Yeah, um, I mean, the first time I saw him on the court, I was like, first thing I thought, a he looks like a man among boys, and b he looks like a boy among men intelligently in terms of the game of basketball. Not I just remember him. this was back when Mac was here, and like I had some sources within the U of L basketball program. And they would kind of leak. And like I just remember, after the first set of like, like like workouts, people being like, "So this is gonna take a while. Like like this is a project." And like some people who were like with the team would send me tweets that that fans would have over the you know they're like, "I think Aiden Gahan can be freshman Trez and all this stuff." And they're like, "These people need to temper their expectations dramatically because we." We did not know that he had this far to go. I mean, Chris Mack flew to Ireland to get this man. I mean, it's been four years. It's not a project. It's a lost cause. It, yeah, it's. I'm I forgot. Su- this is this wasn't his first year. This is the second year. Yeah, year. he's I played mean, four full college seasons now. Yeah, and, I'm surprised and, he hasn't done more. And amazingly, this was his career highs in almost everything. Three point three points per game. Played ten minutes a game. Most minutes he's played per game uh, in his career. 
shot 45%, which is not a career high, but he took the most shots per game in his career to, to a game. Average 2.6, which ties his career high. So I feel like stopping you like Armageddon. It's like, so saddest environment imaginable, pretty much. Right? <laughs> Most scary environment. <laughs> Thank you. Pretty much all. what you're saying. Hey, Owen Wilson, yeah. Hey, he did average 3.3 rebounds. Yeah. Uh, I also saw, in addition to the, the members of the Super 6, we also had Bobby Pettiford, who was originally signed with Chris Mack in his last class. They let him go. Don't let that hope go. He goes to Kansas. He has entered the transfer portal as well. Gam did hit a three-pointer. Did he? I think he, he's one for four in his career. God love him for letting him try. <laughs> I just, I know, Bobby Pettiford, that one surprises yeah. me a little bit. He didn't play that much this year, but he got some high praise from Bill Self going into the season where he was talking about, like, Bobby Pettiford's our next great guard, all this stuff. Uh, but he's in the transfer portal. Does not seem, I mean, he talked about guys that didn't pan out. I do remember, like, because it was Maybe him. Maybe it's time for him to finally be a Cardinal. I don't know. I don't know if we want him. I think there are better options out there. I do, like, he was a guy, because he and Eric Vanderheiden. It was great name. It was after that 2021 season where all the the bleep went down, and it was like we missed the tournament. That's not good enough here. You got to fire guys. You got and like his coaching, his assistants basically had come to him before, and they were like, "You need to revamp the entire roster. Like these kids aren't good enough that you're bringing in." They kind of, I think, some of them had tried to convince Mac that some members of the class that we were just talking about probably weren't good enough to be here, and he had said, no, I, I want to get these kids. I think the biggest problem with Chris Mack here, and you can debate this if you want. You know, I love to. The, my, I think the biggest issue was he wanted to take the easy route in recruiting too often, where if he knew a kid was like the number 70 player in the class, but he wanted to go to Louisville desperately, and Mack could sign him early in the process and not have to hold out, not really have to keep working and working and working for a higher-rated player, he was going to go ahead and just take the, the kid. I wouldn't call it the easy route if you find that if you think that kid is better than his ranking. But I don't think he did. Is my issue. I, think, I mean, Carly Jones, for example, would be. I mean, I know he was a top. He was coach. the number one player. In the, I know he was a transfer class, guy, yeah. but he was still coming out of Rapper and still not a high recruit coming out of high school. Right, but I, I'm talking about in in like main main recruiting, like no. high school kids. I think he did that too often, where he just got. He's like, yeah, he probably could be okay. We can work with him. I think he trusted his own coaching ability a little bit too much. And a lot of these kids, look, it wasn't just us. These kids have gone elsewhere, and they haven't done a whole lot. Outside of, I, I guess, Lazinski, who was playing well at Iona before he got yeah, hurt. Yeah, but he also went to Rick Pitino. Yeah, that's not I mean, that's, I mean, I just say, I mean, exactly. no disrespect to Bryce Drew or anything, but I mean, right. he went somewhere where the, to a coach that you know is going to get the most out of you. Right. I, I just think it's... it's, it's I mean, that's, that's a fair point with Mac. I, don't, I mean, it's... I mean, obviously, it's a little unfair. To, I mean, his tenure here is short, so short that it's, it almost doesn't allow you to, 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 you know, do that kind of process. For sure. I mean, he doesn't, I mean, I know the super six class we talked about, I mean, but I mean, Johnson was, was a decent recruit amongst those. And we, I mean, Gayham was a top 50. Somehow, Williamson was but, a McDonald's all American. Yeah. I mean, exactly. I mean, and I will say this about Williamson too, because now it's easy to say, well, it was just a, a missive vow and all this stuff. I remember when he was going through the McDonald's all American practices and they would, they do the thing where they would quiz all the players that were at the event. Like, you know, tell me who's the best dunker. Tell me who's the, you know, the the best player, the toughest to guard, and tell me who's the most underrated. And he won, according to like from his peers, he got the most votes for who's the most underrated player here. There was a lot of hype for him coming into to college, and it just for whatever reason just never fully clicked. Well, that hype didn't come until after his junior year too, though. 
Right. He was a late bloomer. I mean, he was he was a guy that was like border like like top one hundred. And then huge and rise. Just had yeah, and then so I mean Because when we signed it, when we got a Gahan, he was the highest rated player. And then Sam yeah. like flew past him in his senior year. I remember Williamson, yeah, just really blowing up and becoming, you know, yeah, the next And then just thing. none of them ended up being great. Besides, I mean, what other besides re- Johnson. I mean, and Johnson still, I mean, I mean he I, has moments. If if he'd been able to if stay you want to say he under undersold, I mean, you can I, I wouldn't argue it completely. I mean, you can debate it. He I mean he changed us at the, at the in the second half of his freshman season. He made that team as good as I think he possibly could have. But he also Carly Jones coming here. I'm not saying anything revolutionary here. It was bad for him. He couldn't play the way that he wanted to play. With we well, had to have the ball in his hand. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, Carly is gonna he's ball dominant point yeah. guard, and David's not. A, I mean, he's he's a, a natural more of a natural point than he was a two. He's not a great shooter. No. So it is what it is. No, he he needed the ball in his hand and he needed to play be in the pick and roll offense, which. I kind of thought it would help him get more of an NBA shot, but then again, the NBA's gone a little bit farther away from the pick and roll and more of the spread, and he can't shoot the ball well enough. Yeah. Um, let's go back to the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. I think we've been light on the text line. We have been kind of light on the text line. Well, I, we, like, it's full with like people just guessing the soccer question. Making now. mom jokes about me. And, yeah, it's okay. That was, that was more yesterday. Well, I don't mind. Right. Uh, Texas says, we were talking about Sweet 16 games. We brought up all the ones of our lifetime and kind of said, Shared some memories and then talked about our favorites. Um, Is that what we did? I can't remember. It was yeah, the second hour. It was fine. <laughs> While back. Now my text line. Now it's now my computer's frozen. <laughs> it freeze on you? It's frozen. I've got the pinwheel of death. <laughs> Is it because you went to the Johnny Hates Jazz that we can? It might be. Nothing. Nothing's working. Like now. someone's on this page for God's <laughs> sake! Oh my God! Like, <laughs> I wonder if you go on a random page. Like I've been so you know I've been like banned from some Wikipedia pages for my. my Didn't you add a third recently to that? I feel like there was, wasn't there? Because it was the it was the U.S. Olympic, the yeah, Russia and, game, and then Enos Cantor, Enos Cantor, and then, I kept changing his name to many mirrors. You made the announcement. You like you texted me. You're like I've now been banned. From yeah, the there was. Oh, it was like, was it Carl Sheffers? Yes. Yeah, they yeah. wouldn't let me. Yeah, they wouldn't let me post the yeah. uh, destroyed. Yes, that's what it was. They wouldn't even let me do that one. They were like, you can't. You're not allowed on here. <laughs> Like I gotta find a new IP address to get on Wikipedia, but like, I, but I'm curious. Like, like, what if you just like do just like pick some random like Johnny H Jazz and change it? How how on top is Wikipedia to that? I, as someone who's changed, <laughs> I think I changed one Wikipedia page before, um, and it stayed for like a year. Not that the '72 Olympics is like the most trafficked page anyway. <laughs> I mean, the Russians are on top of everything. <laughs> yeah, though. at least when I did the Cantor one, it was when he was at like UK or trying to be playing and stuff. When I did it. <laughs> Who was Wikipedia you changed? I can't. I can't remember what it was. It was. It, it wasn't like anything where I was trying to make a joke. I just like added something that I thought was kind of like I thought it was it needed to be in. There. It was something U of L related, and I remember it was I there for like that. a year. Um, also, it stayed on there for a while. Yeah, like nobody noticed. Nobody okay. noticed. Um, I I can't imagine that they're on. T- I do wonder. Like, so I use Wikipedia a lot when I'm writing. I use it all the time. I mean, for college basketball stories, like if I'm doing, they have the best. It's the easiest site to read if you're looking for like. Conference tournaments, seeing the yep. record and the bracket, and like it's updated, snap of a finger. You've yep. got like You're right. five games in one day, and these are—I mean, this is a low-level tournament. They're like you know, the attendance is like nine hundred people there, and boom, within five minutes of a game being up, like I don't understand how they're that on top of all this stuff because we're looking at just sports, but like music, they've got 
They got people that have sold seven albums. They got whole pages on them. I just, pic- their- I just picture a household of people like in the social network all wired in. It has to be. Like just writing Wikipedia updates nonstop. I mean, do, do you get like assignments of the day? Like, hey, man, you're on the SOCON tournament. Also, that SOCON 1983 women's tournament needs a little bit of an update because you had one of the scores technically. Like, how do you? I don't Some understand. Some bastard that. keeps changing Nina's Cantor's nickname. I mean, it's amazing. I, you know, they always do the, the thing where they. You know, we, we're crowdfunded. We need your money to help support. Yeah. And, like, I always think, like, I should be doing it because I don't know how they do this. I don't know how it, it – <laughs> I don't want to do the Michael Scott quote where it's like, anybody across the world can update these. That's how you know you're getting the best possible information. I picture, like, this is like a men in black situation with an alien. It's like one alien just, like, with a computer attached to his brain just, like, all doing Wikipedia all at once. Uh, the guy updated the text that it, my, my text line's working now. He says, on on Wednesday, TK says that you promised that you'd find me love, damn it. And then today, TK says, you have to have standards. Well, well yeah. You have standards with love, though. What's wrong with having standards with love? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, come on. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I'm not that desperate. I'm not like Bill from King of the Hill desperate level. I'm like hanging out by women's prisons hoping to catch, you know, a release. It's happening in 2023. <laughs> it's the year of TK love. You said that in 2021 and 22. No, I didn't. <laughs> I did. We I, thought we found her in Taco Bell. I thought we did. And then she and it turned out to be a man. She happy. <laughs> it's okay. We tried. I still enjoy talking to him every time I go through the draft. Or... He sounds like a lovely person. He's hilarious. Uh, Texture talking about the Sweet 16 games. We went on a little tangent about the 2014 loss. People were bringing that up against Kentucky. He said Rick had also never lost a Sweet 16 game going uh, into the yep. UK game. Everything that happened that night was just awful. You think Kentucky fans don't remind us of that still? He still is 14-1. I, mean, I remember I told you, I went the first tournament game I ever went to in person was the the 08. I went to the Sweet 16 in Elite Eight games in Charlotte. And when we beat Tennessee, uh, we went down. We, we were right above the ramp where the players were walking in. Did you go to the UNC game too? He did. It was okay, terrible. Sorry, yeah. My buddy was like, because I think at that time he was 8-0 in the Sweet 16. He's like, you're 8-0 in the Sweet 16, Rick. 8-0. And I, I was like, I think he knows. He's like, well, I'm just reminding him. <laughs> I miss the days of youth when you could yell at players and coaches in the tunnel and not like care about it. Yeah, be, being like that, now I'm not doing it because now I do now if I do it even as a fan. I know I'm a 40 year old man. I feel like I I'm know. just like like I remember heckling Bobby Huggins at Freedom Hall and stuff about alcohol and it's like dude, it was so different. Like, I mean, yeah, I was writing. I was doing like I was kind of trying to do like the Hunter S. Thompson stuff where I'm writing about that trip. Like you can find the stories that I wrote on Car Chronicle back then. Like I write about going out to the bars afterwards and. Uh, Danny, who I do the podcast with, some girl who's a UNC fan, like taking his Louisville hat and throwing it out in the street. <laughs> nice. Because I just remember I wrote it, and like we were sitting by the pool at my buddy's complex, and he's like reading it up in the room, and he like yells at the window, he's like, "I couldn't look like a bigger witch on the Chronicle." It's <laughs> like, what the hell? Like the whole story. But like now, it's just you, you can't do those things anymore. Now, no, I mean, being thirty-eight years old. I mean, even if you weren't a parent, I mean, I'm single, no relationship. But at forty-three, yeah, I just I, it yeah, seems different. weird. Like I don't. It is weird. Like, I go to sporting events now. Like, even when I was at the wrestling event, like, you know, I, I embrace a little bit. But still, I'm more kind of, like, like, when it comes to concerts, I'm I'm at that age where I'm like, I want to sit down and watch the concert opposed to the, the guys that are dancing around in the mosh pit now. Yeah, it's like, the same. Like, I saw an, a con, like a Mike Madonna concert on Access one day. And everybody's just, <laughs> the whole crowd's just sitting enjoying the concert. I'm like, that's what I want. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm kind of right there with you. Um. I'll, I'll read this before we read the next question because the two kind of go hand in hand. But okay. Brad Crawford of 24-7 Sports, he's doing – I mean, college football offseason is what? It's like 15 months out of a 12-month year, yeah. it feels like. The preview season starts in like February and it lasts through August. 
they run out of stuff to talk about in like May, but we still do it. <laughs> so he did, I think, 10 programs that could be potential surprise teams for the upcoming 2023 college football season. And one of the ones he mentioned, we wouldn't be talking about this if he didn't, was Louisville. It's Iowa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's get into Hawkeye football. <laughs> Iowa State, Matt Campbell. This is the year they turn it around. <laughs> He said, no disrespect to a nationally ranked North Carolina and Florida State teams in several preseason polls, but anything can happen in the ACC this fall. Brom spent six years with Purdue and left a 10-year mark by success. He took over the Boilermakers program and immediately produced winning seasons, earning Purdue a measure of respect in the Big Ten. Louisville was in the market for a new coach when Scott Satterfield departed for the Cincinnati opening and quickly swooped in on one of its more famous alumni. Now, the question we got on the, the, the text line, Thornton's text line, Ceiling floor expectations for Louisville football this year. And I know, like, I've talked about how I hate these because the ceiling is, what, 15-0 in a national championship and the, the floor is 0-12. But if we're, doing, your answer. if we're doing realistic, I feel like the floor is 5-7. and seven. I think that would be a disaster season for, for this I year. I agree. Anything, yeah. anything else I, I, I can't see happening. I agree, yeah. I don't, I don't know if even six and six would be. It'd be it, it would be, to me it would be below expectations, but it wouldn't be like that's not like the floor for me. You would have to be the circumstances of the season would have to 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 help me swallow it. Now, granted, like we always talk about like these, we had so many injuries and right. something. I mean, something just went our didn't go our way. Or I don't know. Like know. people write these stories every year where they do the best case, worst case. In 2018, nobody was saying worst case two and ten, and Bobby Petrino gets fired. So you never know exactly what can happen. But if we're trying to be as as rational as we can, I feel like five and seven is the worst case. And am I crazy for saying ten and two best case? I kind of think I, I think ten and two is if everything goes right with the schedule, with what Brom's insane. bringing in. I think that that's I think it's at least on the table. I mean, first of all, I think when it comes to Brom, you're asking the wrong person if something. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're going to say twelve and zero. Yeah, well, no, but I think no, I think. It might, it, what would make my pants explode would be a 10-week <laughs> Like, that would be, I mean, that would, like, I, I mean, I'm kind of, my expectations are 7, 8, maybe, I don't want to say 9, but 7 and 8 is kind of where I'm, 7 or 8, where I'm expecting to land. Like, anything kind of less or more is just either icing on the cake or, or poop on the cake, one of the two, depending on which direction you're going. But, like, 10-win season, yeah, like, I'm, I mean, I may get a Brom tattoo. And then, like, expectations rise. We talk about this. For, especially if some of the newcomers that play a big part in that. I mean, and this team is kind of so much underclassmen youth yeah. on it. Yeah. I mean, I know I know that the, the Georgia State guy's a, a senior, but, I mean, the kid from Jackson State's a freshman. You've got the tight ends a freshman. You've got a freshman wide receiver. Four wide receivers coming I mean, in. We don't know. We, 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 we talked about Bruce yesterday being one of the few lone returners, one that we have expectations for him because – of his style, what you think would fit this system perfectly, is a sophomore as well. I mean, it's yeah. There's so much that could be returning, on top of what you can still bring in. And I mean, oh, just, I'm 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 giddy. I am. I, just, I, I can't do. I can't get over. It. I'm like, it's I, real. It's I'm really like, happening. I, yeah, I feel. I this is like. I hope it doesn't end the same way. But this is like me and like, like 15 year old Trevor like finding out there's a new Star Wars coming out. Like I couldn't, I couldn't hold my breath. I couldn't wait. I was like, every day was counting it down. Now I hope the God just doesn't end up like the Star Wars movie, but you know that's just kind of where I was, and that's how I feel I am now. A couple quick things. The text line points out our women's basketball discussion. I thought we beat Sanford in the tournament recently, 
Did we? I could be wrong. I just said we I did. wasn't 100% positive on that. We one. beat Stanford by 27 in the 2018 Sweet 16. But didn't we didn't we lose to them more recently than we lost then we beat them? I thought we, we did. We lost them a couple years ago. In so, the lead 8, so right? So we would be 1 and 1. Okay. Yeah. Well, sorry. Okay. If unless there's one that I I am forgetting. I thought we were 0 and 2 versus them, but again, I was wasn't 100% positive. Also, the Nova player scored 1000 points in a season. She had which is still crazy, but I think I said I said two thousand points. You did is, say two thousand, which was which is impossible. Like, yeah, yeah two thousand points in one year. Because to score two thousand, I mean, you have to average like twenty six points in the NBA to do that. Right, eighty two games. She season. scored over two thousand for her career, but one thousand in the season, which is also ridiculous. Yeah, the girl from Iowa was a junior. She's at like twenty seven thousand, twenty seven hundred in her career. Well, twenty seven thousand would be crazy. No, twenty seven hundred, yeah. And then also, uh, we both missed this. Notre Dame is still in the tournament too, so the ACC's got four, and the okay. SEC has four. So we're right there. Yeah, but we don't care about Notre Dame. Yeah. By the way, you want some you want some possible breaking news? Yes. Love this, possible. This one doesn't news. make me feel happy at all. Okay. Apparently Ezekiel Elliott has down arrowed his choice of new new location to three teams next year. Oh. The Jets. Oh. The Bengals. Ooh. And the Eagles. Uh you you don't want Zeke. I don't want Zeke. We don't need Zeke. I kinda don't want Zeke either if I was if I'm you. I mean, we side Rashawn Penny. I mean, it's uh, yeah, I don't want Zeke. Uh, let's take our last break. When we come back, we will uh, we'll talk about tonight's Sweet 16 games. We went through this with DeMarco Murray. Four good ones tonight. <laughs> we'll pick some winners. Before we take a break, though, reminding you, if you have heating or air conditioning issues, call our guys over at AirServe. If you call them today, they can get, hook you up with a tune-up for just 49 bucks, And for a limited time, you can get up to 60 months, no interest financing on a qualifying root system. Call AirServe, 502-785-8600, or visit them online at airserve.com slash Louisville, A-I-R-E-S-E-R-V.com. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk some Sweet 16 and wrap up the show. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and I think we talked about this before. We both think this is very underrated. Hugely. I'm not only underrated the song, but bands. Zombies don't get enough credit when they talk about the British invasion of the 60s. So do the Kings, really, who I played earlier. I feel they both get lost in the fold. She's not there. All right. Last segment here. On a Thursday, as we get ready for some more hoops, uh, 6.30 is going to be the first game tonight, so we're less than an hour away from college basketball returning. I want to read, because we've been, you're right, we have neglected the text line a little bit, so I want to read a, a couple of these before we get into some tight games and make a I want to get picks. your thoughts on the picks with the lines. Okay, we'll do that. I'll be moseying my way across the bridge before 6.30 to make some bets. Oh, you're going to make a move. I'm going to make a move. You're feeling that that good. I'm, feel, I'm feeling confident. I'm, feel, okay. I'm feeling, 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 feeling froggy. Going to make a hop. I love I like that. <laughs> your, by the way, your what would make my pants explode comment is getting a lot of love. People, I've not, not used that one before. I don't know if we, it took me by surprise. And if it takes me by I surprise. Mean, I know I know. six to midnight's a favorite. Yeah. You, my, you, favorite, <laughs> my favorite part of that saying is the day when we had uh, uh, Dylan in here. And, uh, he was like, I don't get it. What does that mean? <laughs> I was like, who? Uh, uh, who was the guy that, um, the male voice, uh, uh, the young kid that filled in for you the one day. Oh, Dalton. Dalton, Dalton. Yeah, I said Dylan. Sorry. I mean, you know, I'm a bit of a name. I was just like, what? 
I want you know what I wanted to be the Charger fan because that's how I remember. It. <laughs> but yeah, I said that comment, and he just kind of looked on here. He was like, "I don't get it. What does that mean?" I was like, "I don't know if I how do I explain this." <laughs> I'm just so sorry that public school system failed you. Yeah, what did you? What were you doing in school? <laughs> All right, five zero two four one four forty fifty. You got thoughts? Uh, you got about eh, six seven minutes here. We'll get a couple of these. Texas, the biggest bombshell on today's show is that Trevor still talks to Taco Bell girl. So, well, I still go to Taco Bell. Yeah. The, the coolest thing about that, I don't know if cool is the right word, but I enjoyed <laughs> when we started talking about this saga, about yeah. you know you were having this back and forth with this, we thought, woman at Taco Bell in the drive-thru, and you wanted to see her. She had cool movie facts. You, you had a nice little vibe. How many other people like knew exactly who oh, you yeah. were talking about. Like we had so many texts and they were, and they also were shocked to find out that that person is a man. He's, he's, well, I mean, I, I he's obviously, I'm assuming he's, he's been in Taco Bell a while now. I can't, I don't, could imagine doing that myself, but yeah. And do you remember the first movie fact that, that they got me hooked? Uh, wasn't it like, remember the Titans? It was uncle Buck. Uncle Buck. That's right. You're right. I, I just randomly that's pulled in there and, and he was like, welcome to so-and-so on the, to this day on 30 years ago. And the best part about it was one time I had a total, and like so, I can see him like looking up facts, going into a into a shift. That's what I assumed he he was doing. And then one day, like I had a toll that was like nineteen seventy something, which again, don't judge me. It's Taco Bell. You shouldn't be shocked. You should be more surprised it was under twenty. And like he came at me with like a fact. He's like nineteen seventy two, the same year so and so came out. And I'm like, he's just like pulling these random now. Y'all are kind of kindred spirits. I mean, that's awesome. It's pretty impressive. Texas says, this is a Scoot stepbrother who texted in. I just know this because one of his last tweets, he was vouching for Indiana Girl and Scoot's relationship. Okay. I guess Scoot's, is Scoot's stepbrother a UofL fan, apparently? I don't know. I love him. I think he lives in Indiana, though. But he says UofL football will be in the playoff within five years. Mark my words. I mean, he has got he can't say that about IU's football team, so no. why not? I mean, It does expand after next year. I was thinking about this because you know, there's, the, we were talking, when we beat Texas on their home floor in the women's tournament, like it, it felt cool. Like any r- second round win to advance in the NCAA tournament is going to feel awesome. But there's something about like shutting them up with their home crowd there, and all this. It just it made it feel like better. And I can see why Jeff Walls was so so like ratcheted up. Can you imagine college football playoff? Twelve teams, winner go home. You know, you go, you're Louisville. You go to like I don't know, Ohio State's field, and you knock them off in front of 120,000 Buckeye fans. Like it would be the greatest thing in the entire world. Or hosting a playoff game at Cardinal Stadium, it would be the biggest game that we've ever had here. Like, for all these programs, it's oh, yeah. going to be the biggest game they've ever hosted because there's a national title trip on the line. It's going to be great. I can't wait. See, you're just getting me more and more excited. I know, that. I know. I'm, getting, I'm falling into it, too. You hear that blast? That's my pants. Texas says, I've been interested in Japan baseball since the WBC. Did you know that they have an event that parallels March Madness? I did know this. It's arguably the biggest sporting event of the year, broadcast nationally, and it's a high school baseball tournament. I know that it's called Koshin, and there's two, okay. uh, there was a documentary on ESPN a few years ago. I think it was during, actually, the pandemic, and it's called Koshin, Japan's Field of Dreams. You, you can look for it there. I'm somewhat intrigued already. I yeah. knew nothing about it. It's nuts. So, like, they have, it, it's like kind of, it's sort of like if you want to look at it as Kentucky's basketball state tournament, they have, like, little sectionals and regionals. They have, there's a spring tournament and a summer tournament, and these high schools in Japan like, it is the biggest thing in the world. And if you huh. make it, I think 16 teams make it, and it's called Koshin because the field is is named Koshin. Okay. And, like, the country shuts down for this. Like, every single game is broadcast on national TV. Everybody's, like, out of work. You don't have to work. 
it is like the the biggest sporting event in the world. You become like a national sensation, a celebrity if you pitch well. Like it's kind of how Otani played there. Daisuke Matsusaka pitched a no hitter in the championship game of Koshin. Like it's absolutely nuts. And the documentary follows this guy. But it's high school level. It's high school. Okay, yeah, it's yeah. it's high school players. And like I didn't really realize like J- Japanese baseball. It's like it's like a club. Like everybody can be part of the baseball club, but you have to go through all this bleep every single day. And only like 14 players get selected to be like actual players that play in the games on that teams. Fly here. It's the whole thing is nuts. Like if you're at all interested, because I'm like the guy, like I kind of got really interested in it. And if you're at all, if that intrigues you at all, the documentary is, is worth watching. It follows a guy who's like coached high school baseball for decades and decades and decades, but's never gotten to Koshin. And his protege coached uh, somebody who ended up coming in here and playing Major League Baseball. And he'd gotten there and. Now he's like kind of jealous and all this stuff. And Bob Ryan, that is something that would interest me. Yeah, it's very, it's, it's very cool. It, but it's the, the, the tournaments because I had no idea about this, but it's nuts. I almost watched. Uh, I guess on Netflix that they just released the new documentary on the Waco stuff with. Uh, I saw that. How many Waco docs do we need? I don't know. I mean, well, I haven't. I don't think I've really watched one. Did they? I watched the one that was on FX a few years ago. Oh, okay, see, I don't which, think I did. That had um, Riggins from from uh, Friday Night Lights was playing David Koresh. <laughs> well, this is just an act. That that seems like a retelling. This is actual documentary, like. Oh, okay. A three-piece documentary, like, just, yeah, doing it. And I think they're an hour long each, but it, it, it intrigued me a little bit. I almost thought about watching it last night. I may watch it after the game tonight, depending on how late they are. I'll let you know tomorrow how it is. I had a friend who was, who was like, he's like, we have another Waco doc? I was like, I guess. Just one Because it's just one of those things. That, I, mean, it was, I was like 13, 13 or 14 when it, when it happened. I remember it, like I remember watching it, following it on CNN and, and all the news channels at the time. It was one of those kind of first things also that, you, that would seem common nowadays but you know one of those news stories that just grabs you yeah craziness of all things texture says the shock when trevor found out the taco bell person was packing burritos and not a chalupa <laughs> i just remember you texting me that that night uh, yeah, you were like uh we've got a we have a big development and i was like what and you're like i'm saving it for the show i'm gonna save it for the show i was like well i can't wait to and i i Obviously, my mind was going I think crazy. it was the whole show that day, wasn't it, almost? I probably. Mean, I'm sure it was. Like, sure I think I opened with it, and it probably with all the texts and stuff that came through it. I mean. I couldn't. like, I, My mind was going crazy trying to think about what it could be. I, it never occurred to me that that was a possibility. It was a dude. Yeah. I was shocked. It was a great curveball. Well, there was, there's two of them, actually. Texas says, other than a few campuses, the on-campus college football playoff games won't be sold out because the students will be back home on Christmas break. Oh, I bet they will be. I'd be willing to, to bet that you're wrong on that. What are you talking about? Maybe I'm wrong. in general? In general. If Louisville's hosting a college football playoff game, it's selling out. I mean, if you're hosting a college football playoff game, that means you're top, like, what, six team in the country? You'd be, yeah. you. Because you're like, talking about 12 teams, right? Because four are going to get buys. So you'd be like the five, six, seven, eight teams would all host the first. Yeah, you're a team that's in the top ten. Yeah, you're a top ten team. You're gonna. I mean, even if you're not a football program, you're probably selling out because not only you're a top ten team, you're hosting a team that is a probably as good of anybody that's going to come to your house all year long anyway. Uh, Adam Schefter just tweeted this out. Source: NFL sent a memo to all clubs, letting them know that the NFLPA informed the league that a person by the name of Ken Francis, who is not an NFLPA certified agent. Maybe contacting teams and attempting to persuade them, to, attempting to persuade team personnel to enter into negotiations with Lamar Jackson. Ooh, interesting. I can't keep tabs on any of this. I just just let me know where Lamar is going to go and who I can. I mean, someone's for. trying to pretend to be his agent. I guess that's that's where does insane. this end? Where does this end? Um, First, we thought he was cut. Now he we thought he's just a vacation. <laughs> I, I don't know. 
Are we sure he's talking about Lamar of the Ravens and not Lamar? Like he's not. Yeah, <laughs> the Lamar Jackson. Yeah, they got to play it in Nebraska, the defensive back. <laughs> Texas Elves, Mike. It's Wikipedia Elves that do it. Maybe I don't know. It's Elves. I mean, it's I, I got I picture like the aliens from like Men in Black somewhere. It's is it, I don't want to say it's aliens, but it's aliens. I mean, if you want, I mean, and I'm one that never believes in aliens. I'm this might be the thing that convinces me. Um, this is a somebody sent me in a text. Somebody from the Philadelphia Inquirer says. Some names that I'm hearing from for the open temple job from several directions. Adam Fisher, Pat Chambers, Carl Hobbs. Also heard maybe Nolan Smith and Bruiser Flint. Bruiser Flint, really? I mean. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd take Nolan Smith over Bruiser Flint. <laughs> well, I'd take almost anybody over Bruiser Flint. I'd take you over Bruiser Flint. You don't have experience. Why would Bruiser Flint get the temple job? It's would... not going to happen. Surely to God. If your temple, happen. I assume... Because you just went down the road of X player, no experience. Yeah. Didn't work out. I mean, by that mindset, Bruiser Flint does probably fall in that category of a retread experienced coach, but but he's not a good one. Like, I didn't say not all experience I mean, is great. So so he checks two of the three boxes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's just still one left. I mean All right. Apologies <laughs> to the text that we didn't get to. Let's run down tonight's three sixteen games. College basketball. I'll go to answer him on the car. Back tonight. Uh, 6.30 is the first game on TBS. I know you're excited about this one. Michigan State versus yeah. Kansas State. Spartans, despite being the seventh seed, is a they are a one-point favorite. Give me your thoughts here. Uh, I think Michigan State. I think Michigan State's a good team. I mean, but I think they, they're here because of their matchup more so in the second round than being the more talented team. I think Kansas State just short of them just having just a bad shooting night, which it could happen. I think Kansas State is the best team left in that region, and Kansas State will win this game tonight. So take them getting the point. I got Sparty winning and covering. Uh, the, you, you're the just hate, You hate Tang. I've got Sparty winning this this region. I got Sparty going to the Final Four now, and I don't I don't think that they're very good. No like, hates, like, I, I don't I don't like this Michigan State team at all. No one hates Tang more than Rutherford. Uh, hey, look, I love Tang after last week. <laughs> You I'm hate, all about the Tang. You despise it. I love. You look at Tang and you're like, ooh. I love. Gross. It. I can't get enough Tang. I'm rooting for Tang. But I think Michigan State's going to win. I'm I'm pulling for Kansas State because I think Noel's awesome. Uh, Keontae Johnson's obviously a great story, but I think Michigan State. I think Tyson Walker's kind of playing that star guard role. I think that they can that they'll defend better than Kansas State's been defended so far this tournament. Um, kind of a knock at UK, yes, but I'm gonna get. I, I got Michigan State. Seven fifteen CBS. Arkansas, UConn, Connecticut is a four point favorite. TK, who you got? I, I know you're picking because they're your darling. Anyway, we have we both we have these are our conflicting Final Four this, teams. This here. is last year's Iowa State Miami matchup again, where they were both kind of our Cinderellas. That's right. Yours yours came up on top and and won in the Sweet Sixteen. Mine didn't. So that being said, this year I get the revenge. I said, "Don't wake up, Bill, just early, just yet." Last time, and I got too premature, which is okay because Bill understands that. <laughs> but now I'm waking up, Clinton, Pig Suey. We're going to lead eight. Muscleman, line it up. Shirt comes off again. Oh, shirt comes off. He said he's gonna take it off again if they win. I mean, this is this is this is Scarface uh, somewhere somewhere tonight in the West Region. I think UConn wins. And it, he's it, in Vegas for God's sakes. He might not make the lead eight. That's kind of my yeah. I, gotta, <laughs> I, mean, I don't might. know if he's gonna make the game. <laughs> UConn's my pre-tournament <laughs> title pick. They looked as good as anybody in the first weekend outside of. Uh, I mean. They may have looked better than anybody. I mean, this game this game scares me as an Arkansas who's been. I think it's going to be a great game. I think it can be, too. Arkansas cannot. I mean, they were probably lucky to be Kansas with, with Smith and, and Black playing as poorly as they did. But they can't get away with the two games in a row like that. They've only Arkansas has only made six threes through the first two games of the yeah. tournament. UConn's made 21. 
The only thing that scares me here is UConn is like 314th, I think, when it comes to putting teams on the free throw line. They foul a ton. If it's a closely officiated game, Arkansas could shoot a bunch of free throws, kind of like they did against Kansas. Um, I, I still, I, I think UConn's the better team. I, I'm going to take UConn to win, but Arkansas covers. I think it's going to be a very, very tight game. I don't know if I'd, I don't think Arkansas would have beat Kansas if Self had coached. Kansas also missed a ton of free throws. I'm just not a big Norm Roberts fan as a coach. Well, he's got, okay. You've got fine. a reason to be. I mean, yeah, I mean, St. John's especially fans know about that, but. Uh, I'm right now. I'm 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 going to go Arkansas, so I'm taking the points. So right now, I'm taking same both underdogs uh, in the first two games for me. TBS nine o'clock, Florida Atlantic, the nine seed taking on Tennessee. Oh. Again, this region, I hate. I, I like FAU. I'm not sure that they belong here. Tennessee, I can't believe is still standing, but I, they may end up going to the final four. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I. You go first. Pick who you got first in this one. I think Tennessee is going to win. I know that they they don't have the guards that Florida Atlantic does. But Florida Atlantic, I watched most of both of their their first two games, and they're not like I love the way they play, but I in both instances I felt like if they played a better team they would have gotten bounced. Like Memphis, Memphis had them beat. Memphis had to do some serious Memphis stuff yeah, to yeah, lose that yeah. game, and then Fairly Dickinson played right with them because FAU let them play with with them. I think the only shot that FAU has to win this game is if they get ahead and they can dictate the pace. If you let Tennessee get ahead like fifteen to four or something and do what they did against Duke and bring it down to the mud with them, which is what they say, it's over. Like, Florida Atlantic cannot play that way. I think it's that type of game. I think Tennessee jumps out ahead, and they just kind of plod along, and they don't let FAU run, and they don't let them get loose to, uh, on offense. And I say Tennessee wins, like, 60-51 to 51 or something. Yeah, I think this game's going to look like a Louisville game. Like, where, I, like it's you, probably a good play. Tennessee gets that, like, nice little run early. They keep it at about maybe 12, 13, 15 even maybe. I think Atlantic does make a nice little run at the end, maybe cut it to, like, six. Seven, uh, but uh, I'll, I'll take uh, I'm taking Tennessee in this one and at four and a half. I'm gonna say they cover. I'm rooting. For I want to lean cover, but I could see them. Yeah, because I think they're gonna. I think it's gonna be a bad beat game because I could see Fort Lane lose this game by like six. I'm picking all the teams that I'm rooting against. Like I want FAU. To, I think I think Dusty May rules. I'd love for Florida Atlantic to win and go to the Final Four. Or that reverse psychology thing over here. I guess. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I, yeah. I'm hoping to be wrong. It's it's a very Louisville thing recently. Uh, the nightcap, the highlight game tonight, Gonzaga UCLA on the 17 year anniversary to the day of the Adam Morrison crying Sweet 16 game. Who beat them that game? I forgot. What? Who beat who? Gonzaga UCLA. Was that UCLA? Yeah, beat yes, okay. the 17 year anniversary of these two teams. Oh wow, crying. I didn't even realize that it was like that. Okay, I just thought it was the cry. Yeah. I thought you were just bringing up the crying thing. No, it's 17 years to the day that they played in the Sweet 16. UCLA staged a furious final minute comeback, and Adam Morrison God. bawled in a pool of tears. I, that on the that floor. part I remember. UCLA is a one point <laughs> favorite here. Real quick, we talked a little All bit right. too long. Uh, who who you got and why? Uh, I'm going to actually say Gonzaga in a close game. I'm going to say Gonzaga by four. I think this is a back and forth fun game. It's going to be probably. The first and last games will be the best games of the night to me. I'm with you there. I think that this is like if UCLA wins, I'll feel like I like that UCLA team a lot. They're banged up. If they were healthy, I would pick them to win. Probably so. I think it's a matchup deal. You don't have uh, Dembona is hurt. He's their only real front court presence. And Drew Timmy, I mean, he's probably the best post scorer in college basketball. I think Timmy goes nuts. I think UCLA they can't run on Gonzaga like they ran on TCU. Gonzaga is going to want that type of game. Strother's playing really well for them. I think Gonzaga wins and then gets beat in the uh, Elite Eight by UConn. But I, I'm with you. I think this is the best game of the night. I think so, too, yeah. I think the first two will be – and the first one could be sloppy because of Michigan State. But I think this will – it'll be worth staying up late tonight, people, with I, me. Agreed. Agreed. And tomorrow night as well, 10 o'clock. 
I oh, enjoy, yeah. Enjoy the hoops tonight. We're back tomorrow at 3 o'clock. We'll get you ready for Louisville versus Ole Miss, and we'll react to whatever happens in college basketball tonight. Have a fantastic t- Thursday. See you guys. I wish we